King of the Unwanted live back again. Ricky, go for it. What's up, everybody? Another episode of The Union Unwanted. For people listening to this, we are exclusively streaming on Rockfin now on a Rockfin channel. So it's going to be live on Rockfin. Then it will eventually be on YouTube and all our uh, audio platforms. Uh, the reason that is, is because sometimes we have people on like Dr. Judy Mikovich that might get this kicked off. So Rockfin's a, a safe place uh, for us. But, uh, you know, obviously we don't want to self-censor. So we're still going to put it everywhere. We don't care. So, um, but we have a great old school episode kind of because this is a uh, First time in a while that we've done one of these, like, let's just invite a bunch of people we like. Let's see who shows up and let's have a great conversation. But we do have some some uh, new friends. Uh, Brock, nice to see you made it finally. I've been bothering you for like a year to, get to show up to one of these. Uh, <laughs> and I've been lazy. <laughs> and uh, so... I, I, honestly, I'm down to start anywhere. You know, oh, real quick, because I always forget to tell you guys the unionofdonwanted.com. Go there. That will give you uh, just, we'll bring you to our, there you go. They'll get you our, our gear if you want to get some merch. It brings you to our Union Don't Wanted uh, tree link. So you'll have all the links to all our channels, Odyssey, Rockfin, our merch stuff, uh, store, all that stuff. So if you want to do that, please do. And, um, and I think last time, uh, you know, Judy was on, some stuff has happened since then. And, uh, and I know since, uh, last time Susie was here, I'm sure. And Brian, I mean, there's probably plenty of updates and things you guys probably want to fill us in with. And, uh, Brock's got a little guy with him. That's adorable. <laughs> when you're, when you become a parent, you just have a soft spot for kids. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so does anybody want to jump in first? Does anybody have anything? I know Susie, you, you we were emailing, you were talking about, uh, I know you're, you're like, usually the shy one and I'm just throwing you into the, you can throw me into the bus, Ricky. Yeah. I mean, this, this last week, we just saw more disgrace with public health where they canceled the emergency ACIP meeting to address myocarditis in, uh, adolescents and young adults. And they claimed that it was because Juneteenth had just become a national holiday. Um, per Biden, which was the next day. And generally, those uh, holidays are observed on Mondays. So why they decided to cancel a Friday meeting makes absolutely no sense. The fact that children are dying, we don't understand why after COVID-19 vaccination um, needs to be looked at. The fact that, that emergency meeting was canceled is absolutely deplorable. They said they're adding it as an agenda item to the regularly scheduled ACIP meeting, which is happening this upcoming week, the 23rd through the 25th. They just sent out that new draft agenda today showing that they're giving it a very short period of time. Meanwhile, there were 264 cases, I believe it was, in kids after the Pfizer vaccines. Um, but there have been 1,342 cases of myocarditis and pericarditis um, after the COVID-19 vaccine. So this is the public health emergency. This is what we should be addressing. Um, it is not COVID-19. It is absolutely the adverse events coming after the COVID shots. There's my passionate plea for people to listen. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Judy and Brian probably have uh, some things to add to that, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I'll jump in real quick, um, and then um, Judy can correct whatever I say that's wrong. But um, we haven't met actually, Dr. Mikeovitz. We have to talk at some point. But I was at a rally. Uh, I hosted an event with Dr. Gold, Dr. Simone Gold, this past uh, Saturday. Uh, and I gave a speech and I talked about exactly what Susie just said. As a matter of fact, Susie, your numbers are higher even than, than the numbers that I was quoted. So I have to update my numbers. But 
Um, yeah, th this is the public health emergency. We had 18 cases after not even two months. Uh, we had 18 cases confirmed in Connecticut alone. Just to put this in perspective, Wyeth's rotavirus vaccine was pulled from the market after just 10 cases of intersusception. Intersusception is when the bowels like telescope in on themselves. It's a fatal condition. 10 cases and it was pulled from the market. Uh, we had 18 cases in Connecticut alone, and that was only after about a month and a half. Now <laughs> we're over a thousand cases. Susie just gave a number. Um, this is absolutely deplorable what's going on right now. Um, it's, we talk about crimes against humanity. This is what it is. When you're hurting children like this and you're willfully doing it, you know that you're doing it and you just do it blatantly, uh, without, you know, any kind of remorse. Uh, when this news first broke, the Department of Public Health in Connecticut, um, admitted, believe it or not, they conceded those, that there were at least 18 cases. So we know the number was, was probably 10 times that amount. But then a state representative who was instrumental in pushing the religious exemption repeal here in Connecticut, her name is Liz Linehan, she's a Democrat, of course. She said, well, she tweeted this, she retweeted the, the report about the 18 cases. And she said, well, you know, this isn't uh, really that serious. It's not any more than we would see in the normal population. Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. Myocarditis occurs one or two out of every 100,000 children normally. It's not a serious condition. It has a mortality rate of between 6 and 14%. Okay? Many children have to end up on heart monitors the rest of their lives, serious arrhythmias that can lead to cardiac arrest. Does that sound like a mild condition to you? Um, it's just absolutely ridiculous what's happening here. And we intend to file litigation. We're actually exploring some litigation. I've already talked to one of the parents whose uh, uh, child suffered here in uh, pericarditis here in Connecticut, um, and we're looking into that. We, we have a lot of, you asked for an update. I'm not going to take up much more time right at the moment, but if you want to check out what we're doing, go to, uh, our website, we the Patriots .org, or go get funding.com forward slash stop the shot, which is stop the shot mandates and more. We have all kinds of litigation, whether it's colleges mandating the shot, employers mandating the shot. Uh, we're, we have a network of attorneys now throughout the country. We are, uh, working alongside America's frontline doctors as well, which is why we were, lucky enough to bring Dr. Gold in this past weekend. So we got a lot of amazing things going on. And I'm going to uh, just, you know, mute myself now and listen to some smarter people talk. Do Dr. Mikovic, you want to jump in? Add, add oh, yes. Yes. I, sorry, I was muted. Okay. I do want to jump in. Um, so just to um, flip back to what Susie was saying all the way to, to the beginning to talk uh, about the hypocrisy of the Juneteenth, you know, celebration. So for I just turned around and asked my husband, honey, remind me what Juneteenth is. So in 1865, the Union Army went to Texas five years after the Emancipation Proclamation freeing the slaves. Five years after, on June 19th, they told the black community, the black community, they were free. Um, and here, that's June 19th. It's a little like Fourth of July. Actually, it's better said, it's like Veterans Day. Veterans Day is one of those holidays they always celebrate on the day. It was Saturday. It was not Friday the 18th in the middle of what should have been the advisory committee on immunization practices uh, uh, addressing 
the community most likely to be injured, the blacks, the Native Americans, the, the slaves, the, the Hispanics, the blacks. I mean, how how much more is that Centers for Disease Control and that corrupt government going to do to keep throw it in the face that somehow black lives matter when they covered up for 20 years that blacks are two to four times more likely to get AIDS, autism, ME-CFS, any autoimmune disease, SIDS death from live viral vaccines given before the age of three years old, especially MMR. This is a murder of the black community. Let's just look at what they're doing and they know it. You know, so, hey, let's just throw it in their face and let's wait until a few more blacks die so we can just do that right in the middle of an important celebration called Juneteenth. Okay, you know, if people don't wake up and know their history and know their facts and know what's being done, you know, and recognize what this corrupt Biden organization is going off saying, oh, yeah, we care about black lives. No, you don't. Let's just end it because the science says otherwise for four decades. Watch the movie Medical Racism um, that aired on childrenshealthdefense.org March 10th. Well, and it's not just medically. I'm just Joe Biden. <clears throat> he gave Strom Thurmond's eulogy. He wrote the 1994 crime bill. He wrote the omnibus counterterrorism bill, which was the you know free runner to the Patriot Act. He bailed out uh, the mortgage lending companies right at the end. Wrote the the bill that made sure that mostly poor, mostly black, brown families got kicked out of their homes. This is a man whose career has been built on racism. I don't want my kids to live in a racial jungle, he said. I mean, you pick a decade from the time that Joe Biden got into Congress, which was early 70s, 47, 48 year politician here. And you can just have a field day gathering random racist things Joe Biden said. We could do a whole show on it. Yeah, maybe maybe we should, because you just reminded me of a couple of other things that I didn't even know about back then. Maybe we should do a whole show on on and on what racism now that we're all told that we're white race supremacists when, you know, the earliest time. I worked in the government on racial disparities in healthcare. was why blacks, black men and women got more aggressive prostate cancers. And one of the answers was they lacked an enzyme called RNA cells. So we can all geek out on science. It would in our first book, Plague, um, because what was the virus? That XMRV, the mouse virus, xenophobic. Yes, I'm xenophobic, folks. I don't put foreign viruses into my little human body. That's not how it works. I don't mix animal tissue and inject them. And we all know it's it's against all God to, to do any of that stuff. So here's your xenotropic murine leukemia virus, retrovirus, 
And when it was first discovered in, in aggressive prostate cancers, hormone-derived cancers, in by um, Joe DeRisi and Bob Silverman using a PCR technique, a multiplex PCR technique. Let's just see if certain people with a single nucleotide change, they call it a single nucleotide polymorphism, in that enzyme, RNA cell. And what RNA does, L does is just degrade RNA DNA hybrids in the nucleus. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, viral nucleic acids in the, in the periphery, in the blood, in the interstitial fluid, that's a danger signal. That turns on the flame, this cytokine storm. Oh, what's COVID? Cytokine storm. So here you are, and that causes autism, and that causes uh, ME-CFS, and that causes cancer, 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 cancer. And here are those men, in, with men with aggressive prostate cancer all had the integration of the envelope that is what? Oh, syncytin? Huh. From our own endogenous gamma retrovirus, well, mice have syncytin too. So what are we going to do but make an autoimmune response to syncytin? So what did we put in the spike protein conveniently? Syncytin and HIV sequences that that destroy the B and T cell, the adaptive immune response. We knew why people with that RNA cell because they can't degrade the the viruses as quickly. So why MMR and black men and women, uh, I mean, black boys got autism at two to four times the rate of white boys if given MMR, three RNA viruses need that RNA cell, can't degrade it, if given it before three years old. They knew that in 2000. They knew that after Andy Wakefield's work. You know, he just described the inflammation and we, the scientists, could see the inflammation. So when I met Brian Hooker, August 31st of 2014 and saw the data on the page with William Thompson's handwriting, what in his notebook to the, to, to paste it in an email to Julie Gerberding, the heads of the CDC, the heads of the criminals that authored this paper. What are we going to do about the problem with the blacks? Oh, that's when I knew it was a plague of corruption. That's when I knew it was pure evil. Most of our first book plague is about RNA cell and viruses. Well, it turns out, you know, yeah. So now the blacks and, and the 6% of America that got, that got XMRVs clearly in every single study after our 2009 paper. No, they used the wrong patient. So you could never associate it with MECFS, just like they took everybody out of the studies um, with autism and blacks and, and those studies to cover up the signal. Take the people out of the studies and you'll cover up the signal. Not fix it and change the change the requirements so that blacks get vaccinated vaccinated differently and avoid antibody dependent enhancement and avoid pathogenic priming. What did we do under the guise of racial justice? Let, and, and you can see Melinda Gates laughing in pandemic indoctrination. Oh, let's just give it to all the healthcare workers. Yeah, you already infected us. The, the, the military, the military, the first responders, the poorest, every person you just mentioned who have to work. 
they're already carrying those asymptomatic retroviruses. You do that immune activation with that shot that contains syncytin, HIV, GP120. So you're going to kill the LGBTQ community, folks, because they didn't kill you the first time. And that was in our original book. Read the in our original hardback, the foreword. The last line, when somebody asked the career NCI official, why wouldn't they just heal them? They hate you. They hate that you caught them with your disease. And that's why this is what COVID-19 is. And that's why I'll stand by the 50 million people they'll kill. They'll kill the LGTB community with HIV. They'll kill the, 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 the military, the blacks, who the 2020 Wolf paper showed that the, from the military, the heaviest vaccinated populations will die first. And of those, the ones that will die are the blacks, the Hispanics, the people of color, and the people with existing conditions. Oh, like HIV, that's not AIDS. Like XMRV, that's not MECFS until you refuse them treatment. But we never vaccinated those communities until 2011. And that's when the big cover up in March, the final March by Tony Fauci, the final pure evil, when our studies of the blood supply showed um, 10% contamination, 10% of the cases. Think about that. That's 50 million Americans. Gotcha. That's the big gotcha in our book. How are you going to cover up that? So they fabricate a disease. SARS, a uh, COVID-19 has nothing to do with SARS-CoV-2. It's a monkey virus, folks. Comes from that monkey cell line called Vero. Any, any patient they theoretically isolated it from. They took it out of the lung lavage. You spit in the tube. They took your blood. They took whatever and they put it in monkey cells. That's not a human virus. That's a monkey virus. And what's in there? XMRV, HIV in the form of simian immune deficiency virus and SARS, dozens of bat viruses. I can send you the 2011 paper. They will get the variant du jour that never infected people person to person from going to people. It was all to scare you with the fake PCRs that never had anything to do with an infectious virus. Then they crippled your immune system of the healthy with the mask. They got you all to march along. Get the flu shot. Get the flu shot. That's what Luke Montagnier said three weeks ago. He didn't say if you got the COVID shot, you die. He said last September and they dubbed in an interview and twisted it and twisted his words and censored that as quickly as he gave that. But fortunately, I, I know him enough to say, hey, that doesn't sound like you. Send him an email. Oh, he didn't say that. And so you, they said, fortunately, one of the our Chinese friends had a clip of the tape. Here's what he actually said. If you get um, in that in that September of 2020, if you have had COVID or the vaccine for COVID and you get a flu shot, you risk antibody dependent enhancement in the most vulnerable populations. Oh, the blacks, the IV drug users, the prostitutes, you know, the people with XMRV, with the, the old folks in the nursing home, the 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 the. Um, 
the, the impaired, psychosis, autistic, neurological diseases, Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, the list goes on and on and on. And they're the list that we had on those slides in 2011 when it was clear these viruses had been transmitted through contaminated vaccines and biological therapies from blood products like a contaminated blood supply for 30 years, um, really and, and truly because of only one person, Tony Fauci. He's known this since those days, and he perpetrated that fraud. Kill everybody, cremate them. So look at what they said, Luke Montagnier said. Oh, we have no hope. Cremate everybody. Oh, no, no, no. We had hope, Luke Montagnier, and we cured HIV AIDS. There's no HIV AIDS anymore because the infection is not the disease. And SARS-CoV-2, the infection never was COVID-19. So you cremate everyone and you've destroyed the evidence. You, you destroy all the samples. Read the last chapter of our book, Plague of Corruption. Ha! They thought they got all the samples. They thought Frank Rossetti and Judy Mikovits were going to cower to their little demands, take their little Nobel Prize and go off into the sunset um, um, and, and be happy that they didn't kill them. Well, well, they thought wrong. Um, so that's the big gotcha. And the government absolutely knew that book was coming out. And so they had no choice but Event 201. We only got the common cold virus, people. We haven't succeeded at making SARS number one more pathogenic because your God-given immune system is just fine. That virus didn't infect anybody. So we're going to have to do it with the common cold, convince everybody it was that virus with that recombinant, with that spike protein, which it never was. But they injected it in every polio shot, in every flu shot, in every MMR, and they've been injecting it for decades. So they knew all they had to do was scare them and cripple them and get everybody going and then remove their rights and they could murder them and no one would ever know the difference. No one would ever know the difference, but God has a sense of humor, as I like to say. Um, so gotcha. I just, I'd have loved to be a fly on the wall with the gotcha move when that book finally hit that. <laughs> I mean, we had some sleepless nights and, um, you know, unfortunately, we added that last chapter at the end because um, um, they can't do anything. We have all the samples. Kill me. You know how many hard drives and samples are around the world? Kill me. Doesn't matter. I'm already right. We've already proved his emails. We don't have to worry about China, folks. And don't don't get your attention. And I don't mean that from we don't have to worry about them. The viruses are all there whether it be Wuhan or Fort Detrick or Canada or um, Harvard or um, Seattle, the cell lines, they're all there. They can do it anytime they want until we stop it. And how do we stop it? Not another shot ever. Nothing, never, no mask. Look, the mandates now are the reopen America where I was last week in lovely Florida, but here in California, oh, we're all reopen. We got the letter in our apartment complex. You can walk around with a mask as long as you're unvaccinated. If you're not fully vaccinated, wear the mask. So get a clue, folks. I'm good. Hey, I'm Dr. Judy. Take off the mask. Dr. Judy, I just read today that um, that in China, they say they vaccinated a billion people. 
which I, I don't know if that number is correct. What are the what what's the difference between the vaccine that they're administering there and what we're using in the West? Well, we really don't know. I mean, hydroxychloroquine's a vaccine. Tony Fauci said it himself in writing in 2015. So all we have to say is, yeah, I'm vaccinated. I got hydroxychloroquine. So when you answer that question and take off the mask, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm good. Vaccinated. Yep. You can do it with great confidence. Type one interferons a vaccine. So we have no idea. We have no idea what they're doing. We we don't trust them. We and and what people don't realize is is in order for this emergency use authorization to be done. And when you see these package inserts, they're blank. Mm -hmm. Why are they blank? Because there have to be controls in this third phase, this animal clinical trial. Why is J&J and anybody else saying, oh, we're going to seek FDA approval in September when they can force it on the college kids because they're going to have their clinical trial. They're going to have their salines. And what are they going to do to their salines? Oh, everybody has to get a booster because it's unethical for us not to shoot everyone in this country or world. So we have to wake up and realize that the power is all here. Even the vaccinated. I don't care about the transmission of the spike protein. Remember, folks, we beat HIV AIDS. We beat XMRV. All you need is a little sermon. And it doesn't come from pine needles. That's them lying about what I said. And all I do is say what I want them to hear, look at my watch, and wait how long it comes back to me as a lie. And I learned that a long time ago. That took about three seconds. It's like, gotcha. I know what they're thinking. Because what I know is in the anthrax, they supposedly, you know, some bad scientist at Fort Detrick who died. And he was a good man. And he he did nothing, who committed, who was either forced into suicide under threat of his family, and his kids knew my kids, my nephews, and um, I don't have kids, and, um, and and we were there. We knew he didn't do anything, Bruce Ivins, we, and he ended up dead in Frederick, Maryland, one of the victims of this. What'd they do? Oh, did you ship anthrax through the mail? You know, when, before they did their little game with anthrax to drive that anthrax vaccine. Remember in Delaware, there was either a senator or a congressman, and you can find this all in the truth about vaccines. In the long story, there was a movie made about it, about a military veteran. And that movie back in 16 or 17, I couldn't watch it. I was a puddle in the floor. I could not. There are very few things I can't take, but I couldn't watch that as they court-martialed this young man um, and um, for anthrax. But that was 16. So look at what happened between 11 and 16 and look at all of it. And, and when you do, you're going to you're going to see the answer. So what they did with anthrax is before they shipped that through the mail, they bought up all the ciprofloxacin. Oh, an antidote. They're not going to ship all this stuff through the mail and not protect themselves. So Suramin is an antidote and a very good one, a very stealth-like antidote for the XMRVs, for the syncytin in the spike protein. Why is it good? Because it has a half-life of 62 days. You need a drop every couple of months to change your world. It's a pure energic modulator. I'll send you. It's a synthetic drug. It doesn't come from pine needle tea. Um, it's a hundred year old WHO essential medicine. Oh, sound like hydroxychloroquine? That's only a 60. And what does, what does, um, uh, uh, Tony Fauci say? Oh, we need double blind placebo controlled studies. Oh, no. And HIV and AIDS, those are unethical. 
act up one, that's that's against the law. You have to give it to everyone. It's safe like ivermectin. And yet we have people even in our own family dying right now in a hospital with cancer driven, you know, by all the um, inflammation caused by the mask and the people with the shot transmitting on them. Yeah, it transmits, but a healthy immune system's fine. That's your vaccine. So just get around people, hug and love and go back to your life and say, I'm good. And, and end this forever, because if we don't and we talk about the variant du jour and we sit on these shows and we don't just get everybody out there, everybody. I saw people today. I was just out for lunch, saw people in a mask and no, take it off. You're 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 pointing yourself out. Remember HIV. You couldn't ask because of of ACT UP and what they did, the advocacy. You could not ask on a marriage license if somebody was infected with HIV. Do you think you can ask if they have the common cold? Uh-uh. We've got to stop this. They're breaking every kind of law. But when we educate, you know, everyone to see this, it's easy. Walk outside without the mask. If somebody says, are you are you vaccinated? Yeah, I'm good. Did I say hydroxychloroquine? Did I say which? We don't know what the Chinese have in their vaccines. We don't know what's in our vaccines because we can't get independent analysis of them. So we don't care. The fact of the matter is we don't know what's in our annual flu vaccine. We don't know what's in the last dose of a lot of polio vaccine. We don't know what's in any shot since all liability was removed in 1989 because as Dell Big Tree and the Informed and Consent Action Network Network won the legal cases back in the end of 2019. Boy, as they'd been doing for five years, nobody did the testing that were required by HHS federal law. Nobody's looked at any vaccine. Nobody knows what's in them. So do not allow the injection of anything else and you'll live and we'll never see another pandemic. Brock, what's going on in Southeast Asia? What's the reaction there? Are you guys getting back to any sort of semblance of normalcy or is it uh, still masked up and uh, authoritarian? What's the vibe? And for people who don't know Brock, let me introduce him because he does. You, I'm sure many you know Brock. If even if you don't know him, you know him. Exactly, Mike. Yeah, he he does the video editing for the Corver Report and uh, also uh, the Last American Vagabond. So. I'm sure many of us have enjoyed much of his work. So, sorry, Brock. No, 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 no. Thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, over the last sort of year, while you guys on the other side of the world, it's sort of been all sort of this chaos has been raining down. It's been relatively normal and passive here. But now, unfortunately, the the uh, switch has been flipped here in Southeast Asia as well. Um, here, in, here in Vietnam, we're, they're getting all... Vaccines from Japan, from Russia, from China, from Thailand. It's all just coming in. We don't know how they're being stored. We don't know how they're being transported, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this is for, since, since the pandemic started, there has been a total of 61 deaths in Vietnam total. 61. They've just, wow. they've just crossed over the, the 10,000 case uh, threshold. This is a country of 97 million people. Um, 14,000 people every year die on the, in traffic accidents in Vietnam alone. That's a WHO study. <clears throat> no one's talking about that, that health crisis, are they? No. Um, 
it's where I'm at. Very much. Where it's where I'm at. Um, we're in about our third week of sort of semi lockdowns because of some cases in Ho Chi Minh City. Um, I'm I'm a few hours away from that. Um, again, no deaths. Hospitals aren't overwhelmed. Um, the, the Vietnamese natural immune system seems to work very well against any against all this kind of stuff. Very very well indeed. Um, but yeah, we're in the lockdown. Bars and restaurants and tourism is absolutely decimated and destroyed. Uh, the, the southern part of Vietnam. I know personally at least a dozen businesses here in my town that are permanently closed, will not open. They're moving back to their countries when they can. Blah blah blah. Um, and yeah, and unfortunately, the saddest thing to see is sort of the most of the expats here are just they're gone. They 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 cannot wait for this vaccine. Some of the guys from England were even considering getting on planes from Vietnam now while international travel has stopped, flying to the UK for three-week quarantine to get their jab and then to come back again. Like they were actually openly discussing this. It's just the mass psychosis here, the mass psychosis that has gone on around the world is uh, is here as well in Southeast, Southeast Asia. And um, it, it's pretty scary times, to be honest, because I'm an, I'm an expat living in a foreign country. Um, and I'm sure they could turn off that visa switch and that visa tap pretty quickly if they wanted to. And you can bet you you can bet your ass that uh, they're going to tie your vaccination record and your medical history to your upcoming visa renewals. So there's all these kind of things that we're all dealing with. But um, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. It was it was really great here, and we were sort of living the normal life while <laughs> you guys in the states and Canada and the rest of the world were going through this hell. But now it's um it's definitely on our doorstep. I, I'm over in the Philippines, and at least from what you would see in the news, it's it would appear to be the same. But whenever you're on the ground, having been here nearly 30 years and understanding how things work here, actually, it's not nearly as bad as what it's advertised uh, in two senses. One, in the sense of deaths. Well, they don't even publish death numbers here. They only publish cases. And the second is... uh you know, the economy, uh, a lot of the protocols and lockdowns were completely disregarded. They were very careful in crafting their their narrative here. So they would have sections of the town that were like Potemkin villages that they had shut down. And then they would run the official press through those parts, but the rest of the city was still operating. So it's very clear that the le- the people at the top here understand that this is a fake narrative. And that's been my experience on the ground. If I, I take a walk twice a week, I walk by four triage zones. They're all empty. That's been this whole thing. This whole thing's been an illusion. It, it's the TV keeps telling you hospitals are full, people are dying out in the streets, and everybody leaves their house and they're like, "Where? Where's the, you know, the pandemic that we're supposedly living through?" It's and and again, like there, there couldn't be more obvious evidence than the fact that uh, Dr. Fauci talked about, you know, lifting the mandates in Texas, all all hell was going to break loose, and yet nobody 
followed up and said, hey, well, the numbers went down. That doesn't make any sense. You know, like, can we look into this, see what's going on in Florida? Because people have been parting it up in, in Miami the whole time. And and uh, apparently there's, you know, probably STDs going around, but no coronavirus. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's it, it to me, it, it's so obvious. But what uh, Dr. Uh, Judy Mikovich talked about with the mask thing, uh, it, it it's kind of scary how even like where I live in Massachusetts that they lifted the mask mandate and yet there's the the trauma the fear is so deep rooted they did such a great job getting through to people and scaring people that people are still wearing the mask like you still see people mm-hmm. today it was like ninety degrees ninety percent humid humidity and I mean you're wearing a mask that's sweaty. But, you know, you're getting bacteria, you're getting uh, mold, uh, all this stuff on your face and you're protecting your health by wearing it in, in this heat. And, and it makes no sense. And two seconds with talking to somebody who gets the vaccine or, you know, is still wearing a mask, you know, they all, it's all about protection and I'm, I'm protecting others. And then you just say, hey, well, you do know, like the vaccine doesn't stop you from spreading it, doesn't stop you from getting it. So. It, to me, it's amazing how the pharmaceutical companies themselves didn't have to market their product because celebrities, the media, <laughs> everybody else did like, and, and it was very clever the way they did it because they would talk about back to normal and then they would talk about the vaccine and everybody just connected the two without any scientific evidence that we're are getting vaccinated would stop the spread of it or if there, there, it makes no logical sense that you get to stop wearing a mask if you get vaccinated like nobody's asking these questions people are just going along with it so uh yeah i mean it it, it shows the trauma and the long-term effects and you're seeing it now with with also um suppliers like in every industry i talk to people everything's backed up people are overstressed i mean it's just like the long-term effects of all this i mean we've been saying this since 2020 i mean we don't even understand the long-term effects of what 2020 did to the humanity may i add to that absolutely i I am in san francisco you cannot get crazier than and deranged from here. One, seeing less masks. I've not worn masks outside. On the street, I realize how I've been traumatized and how happy I am to see someone's face and to see a smile. Next, the amount of people that claim that they are in health and wellness who are still perpetuating this mask bullshit is a disgrace to health and wellness. I'm in the health and wellness field as a functional medicine consultant, and I try to sustain a healthy life. Yoga teachers, Pilates, massage, all telling me that they are safer. I don't even bother to get into the uh, real facts. And uh, and I saw a naked man, except for a loincloth, two guys last week. And I asked him, why are you wearing a mask outside for safety? So you can maybe take a shit quicker on the street uh, now. So just want to say that also I, I have some sorry. I'm I'm very upset today. Um, and I have some comments directed to to Dr. Judy. Are we thinking about you get into an accident and you get in and you have to go to the um, to the emergency? 
Are they going to tell you you have to get vaccinated? Are they going to tell you you have to get a bullshit PCR test? I'm contending with a fibroid and I've just been told that I have to get a, a mandatory nasal swap. I told them I have MRSA in my nasal passages. You would think they would know some, you know, just play around with the nasal passage and it'll cause a bloom, a reinfection. That is a very solid, reasonable request. Why are they mandating UCSF? Why do they have their own mandates? How do they decide? It's bullshit. What I have Epstein-Barr now. Is that good? Am I going to be flagged for that? It's the only virus that exists. It's so retarded. I'm so sick of it. I want to also say that fibroids is a very common thing. What do they do for fibroids? They recommend a hysterectomy because they get $38,000 a pop for castrating 700,000 women. Out of those 700,000, maybe uh, 80% plus are not, you don't requisite removing your entire uterus because Western medicine is compartmentalized. We have doctors that don't know shit about health. It is so frustrating. Okay, thank you for letting me rant. I want to say, if you can clear up, Dr. Judy, I understand that we're doing the clinical trials in 2023. So we are the we are the animals. They actually, in June 12, 2020, had a, a, a paper, Current Global Vaccine and Drug Efforts Against COVID-19, Pros and Cons of Bypassing Animal Trials. Where is the equivalent for PETA for humans? They're getting upset for for conducting experiments on animals. And we're the animals. Our children are the animals that don't even need a coronavirus vaccine because they have an immune system. This this sorcery is disgusting. So if you can comment on that, I understand that they did try to look for mRNA replication and the ferrets died. And then I noticed that there was a, a Senate hearing in December of 2020, and this man was talking about therapeutics, and he was um, labeled an anti-vaxxer. Why? Because as Judy recently discovered and talked about with John Cullen and Jason Goodman, the only way they could get their EUA on their bullshit vaccines was if there was no FDA-approved therapeutic. But guess what? Remdesivir is FDA-approved. So what does that mean? That they are violating U.S. code. So I just wanted to reiterate, reiterate that. Thank you over and out. Thank you so much. Well, I, I appreciate, um, Miriam, the, the frustration. I, I blew up on a call uh, last week at a bunch of doctors and, light, and just said, like, wake up. They keep asking me these questions like, oh, what about the new variant? Well, what about a shingle shot? You know, wake up, folks. They've done this all along and, and they've done this for 40 years. So they've captured us all. And 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 Miriam, yes, my my own daughter-in-law, 41 years old, cannot get her stage four colon cancer in her lungs. It was, she was literally exposed to the vaccinated. What is that shot? It's a synthetic virus packaging the spike protein, the most deadly parts of HIV, XMRV and SARS. 
in one single infectious, transfected injection by, tra by transfection. You injected it into the people and made their cells the manufacturing plant of these spike proteins, which are, and these virions from this synthetic lipid nanoparticle, they are infectious and transmittable from transmissible from the injected to the uninfected and especially the immune compromised like our daughter-in-law so she's in there in a hospital where they're forcing it and i stopped it but on most patients with kaiser insurance here in california like your experience up there in san francisco in those corrupt institutions oh you can't have your chemotherapy your cancer therapy if you don't get that shot if you don't get that test that's criminal and we have to stop it now but the only way we can stop it now is if everybody stop going we can take care of those fibroids we can take care of those cysts we've got you know can't truth about cancer we've got cancer cures energetically you know this i'm i'm preaching to the choir we've got those solutions but we the people have to stand up and say no more we they gave us an out take it everybody walk outside unmask we're all vaccinated we're all immune no problem we're done we're good don't ask don't tell when were we in those who don't ask, don't tell, don't give your private information away. Don't consent to anything and, and join the network of the, the freedom network. And we'll find you lawyers and we'll find you doctors. I, this weekend, I was at Clay Clark's reopen America tour um, that, that was in Tampa this week at a church, 7,000 people. Well, a lot of the people were speaking were people like Tom Renz, um, people like um, Kevin Jenkins, freedom airways um um doctors sherry tenpenny carrie Maday, um christian northrop we were all there saying here are the solutions we the people are awake but but we the people have to each one of us stand in love you know i blew the gasket at the doctors angry like you the other night you know but it's it gets exhausting because you finish these talks and what about the other variant don't you get it they're going to do it too you every year zika ebola bird flu swine flu hiv aids and this one and that one as as that dr malone who invented the technology the the key to his invention was the synthetic lipid nanoparticle that packages it without degrading it that's the key to the rna technology that's a synthetic virus they injected you folks and now but the good news is Yes, we could protect the injected and we can protect. We are getting vaccinated. So if you're in a household or a family member and they took the they took the shot, you're immune. Even with the so-called normal infections with influenza every year, only 20 percent of the people in the household of, of a known infection get infected. Remember when I isolated HIV and Ebola and everything else? I don't wear a mask. I don't compromise my own immune system. They don't transmit unless they're on death's door. So yeah, we got to protect my daughter-in-law. We got to get her out of that freaking hospital and get her I for I ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. Literally said, oh, her lungs have a ground glass, a ground glass appearance. And what did they do? Oh, they turned the PCR test down. 
So everybody's, it's not COVID, folks. It's not COVID. And I'm just pounding the table. I called Frank Rossetti outside the hospital. I'm in a business suit and I walked outside the hotel and said, you do something about this because my daughter-in-law is going to get killed. You know, oh, we have to call the doctors. That's my son, my son-in-law. You know, oh, well, we have to ask the doctor. We have to get permission from from Almighty on high. Get away from the MDs. Go to your Mercola's. Go to your chiropractors. Go to your osteopathic doctors and wake up everybody else. And those who don't wake up, kick them to the curb. It's your body. It's your life. I hope that makes you feel better. <laughs> do you think, what percentage do you think honestly are salient? They must be mixing. They have to be salient. 50% salient. Right? They, they have, have to be. That's how they're getting away with like, look, I'm fine. And that's why they're running that animal third phase clinical trial in humans. You're exactly right. But they did it this summer. And so what they're going to do to everybody, like they did in that original 45,000 person trial with the J&J, &J, 22 in, in control and 22. Oh, but we got to give it right away to the control booth because it's unethical not to give them the shot. You know, just like it was always unethical not to do that unvac study in infants. Oh, because it's unethical not to protect somebody against diphtheria. Now, and, and um, Tim mentioned it a minute ago, or maybe Ricky, um, but... Um, the um, there was a study that came out on um, out of Florida about the mask and they showed the worms. They showed diphtheria. Where's that coming from, folks? Vaccines. We haven't had a case of diphtheria in this country. It's a pieces in the parts. So you're waking these dormant pathogens up that, that your body has silenced for decades. You're waking them up, crippling your, your immune system and allowing them to be spread. You're literally allowing the remnants. And this is what we saw in HIV AIDS. Didn't get AIDS in until you woke up the mycoplasma, tuberculosis. What did those men die of? Pneumocystis pneumonia. Huh. So use the adjuvant therapy. We've got this, but the first thing we have to convince everybody to do is, is never again, not another shot. I guarantee you, if everybody in America said no thank you to any vaccine, any vaccine that was in a shot form, I can get you some vaccines that aren't shots like hydroxychloroquine and, um, <laughs> and, and anything they call a vaccine in the industry today, they crash. They have no money. They have to do this commercial. Guarantee you 50% of those that got injected were saline because otherwise they don't have that trial. But if we don't wake up before September, when they roll out, remember that blank package insert. It's blank because they don't want you to know. It's a double-blind placebo-controlled study. So if they already tipped their hand, they told you they were going to seek FDA approval, not in 2023, but right now, in 2021 in September. Why? Because they did the trial. But if everybody who got injected said no more, not another flu shot, because I guarantee you SARS-CoV-2 will be in the flu shot, just as it was in 2018 and 19 in, in Italy and the ones in the maiden dog in the dog cells. Yeah, it was there. And we know it was there. It was injection, infection by injection, and it always was. But again, it stops ever so simply. And we don't even have to sit here and talk except about the victories. Because if every single person says not another shot, their whole charade, then nobody will get sick. 
And I mean, not even the vaccinated. Yes, we'll lose a lot. Many thousands, tens of thousands have already died. We know that. They're the victims of, of the next phase of Tony Fauci's crimes against humanity, just like the AIDS patients in the 80s, just like MECFS for 30 years as he denied women and could have an infectious disease. And you're going to love ending plague because I just edited a chapter that will blow your mind from what I didn't know in, in 1990 and Dr. Rossetti did. So this will blow your mind and people will wake up. But we've got to stop now. Not another shot. Go outside and say, yippee, I'm vaccinated. Take off. I mean, take off because you can win. Nobody knows. So those people who are still scared walking around the mask, it's like, didn't you hear? If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear that. And what's their answer going to be? Oh, okay, throw it off. That's what we need to do. Have mass burning parties everywhere because we're all vaccinated. I'm identifying as vaccinated here and now. And I get to identify as anything I want to be. Um, okay, we're good. So, and we can make it funny. And, and we can stay healthy and we can have our parties and we can stay well. I hear the stress you're under. You just heard what my last week was a lot. I cannot, I cannot get my daughter-in-law, 41 years old with a four-year-old and almost a 10-year-old. And I don't know if I'll ever get her out of that hospital, but we well, could save her. Uh, you know, you said so many smart things. I've been taking notes here. And I just wanted to inter interject. I think perhaps the smartest thing or the easiest for me to understand was we got to keep this funny, right? Because for the last 17 years, I've been trying to memorize facts and logic to say, hey, as long as I tell these people, but that's the problem. People do not make decisions based on facts and logic. It's on emotion. And it's the fear-driven thing before it was the, the terror levels yellow today, guys, don't go outside. Now it's COVID. And what you just said, I think is really key. And I also wanted to ask a question to the rest of the group. How do we reach the normies with the cognitive dissonance? Because it's not just facts. And I think the, the thing that you said about having fun and being funny is, is key. What do you guys think about that? I have I'm been identifying up. as vaccinated. I have. And, and I've, I've brought this up on the show quite a bit, Mary. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Also, I live in Santa Cruz County. It is just as crazy as San Francisco in Santa Cruz. I've been to both places and it, it's out of Santa Cruz is where the good NPR liberals go to die. Like or Reagan said, Orange County is where good Republicans go to die. This is Santa, Santa Cruz is is the NPR liberals who want you to like sit with your hands on your lap and maybe golf clap during a concert. The, At least you don't have to inhale literal human feces and urine in every corner of the. Well, I'm in the mountains, so it's it's mostly coyote urine. But you know, what what Dr. Judy Mikovich uh, was talking about. Is, is so true because Dr. Paul Thomas, which I'm sure some of you guys are familiar with, he's been on my show, one of the most popular pediatricians in the U.S. He actually has the study. He was a part of the study. They asked him to to uh, be a part of a study to look at vaccinated, partially vaccinated, completely unvaccinated kids because he was open to all of them. And what ends up happening? He does the study. They end up having an uh, emergency meeting and pulling his license. So they don't want this information out there. And there is, you know, he, he and I'm sure there's more studies out there that you guys probably know about. But this is a perfect example of a study that actually proves all the things we've been saying, that the less vaccines you get, the healthier you actually are. I guess the, the question I have, and this is what I asked some of my friends, like 80 percent of the people I know are, are, are vaccinated. And uh, I, I'm just wondering, when did people start trusting Big Pharma 
to practice ethical science? I don't get a good response. <laughs> I don't think they have a good answer, but, you know, right. people. That, that's a key way to wake up the liberals is, you know, they don't trust. Uh, and I'm not a conservative myself. I spent uh, last several years speaking out against Trump, too. But they understand when you bring up to them, well, what about Monsanto, right? What about Agent Orange? And you talk about all the times that, what about smoking? All the times that Big Pharma, when you put it that way, and then you throw the caveat, hey, look what Jeffrey Epstein was able to do in his infiltration of science and medicine. Why would you trust Big Pharma knowing all that? And then you phrase the question to them, couching it in a liberal argument, could be more effective. Right. And and just to be funny, and I continue to try to be funny, and that's why Ken Heck and Lively writes my books, um, because I'm not very funny, um, but he's very funny. Um, but what I do with my nephews... When they and this will be the last one I can answer right now. But what I do with my nephews, hi, this is Judy, is they say, Aunt Judy, what do I do? And I say, Aunt Judy, what do you, I say, honey, what do you do best? Procrastinate, wait and watch. Yeah, I, I just want to say that I'm not super well researched in this area to really have my own conclusion. But when people say coronavirus, so they not only buying into the fake narrative of coronavirus, but also the fake narrative that maybe viruses don't even exist to begin with. And uh, unfortunately, Dr. Judy just got off of here. But, uh, you know, there's people like Dr. Andrew Kaufman, Dr. Resnick, who are in the camp that viruses don't even exist. And unfortunately, Dr. Judy's not here, but I did want to say that I, I maybe I heard her wrong, but I do take offense to the suggestion that we walk around telling everyone we're vaccinated. I mean, you've got people like Brandy Vaughn of Learn the Risk who are basically killed by big pharma for trying to spread the news on this. And if anyone, I'm, I'm not telling anyone I'm outside going vaccinated. If everyone says anything about about getting vaccinated to me, I tell them to fuck off. And I haven't won one once in the entire state of Arizona. So uh, I think that's a complete wrong message to, and I love Dr. Judy. I interviewed her before pandemic even came out. And, but I think this is a complete wrong message to go around telling everybody, yay, I'm vaccinated. You can take off the mask. Just tell everybody it doesn't work. That's, I mean, you know, I haven't gotten sick once and I haven't worn a mask at all. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I love Dr. Judy, but that one particular uh, suggestion I just thought was completely offensive and counterproductive. I mean, we shouldn't be telling anybody we've been vaccinated and well, yeah, I, it works. My, and my, my take on this is, and I, since I'm, I'm, my business is content creators, contentsafe.co. Uh, I talk to a lot of different ones and I've been very interested in this topic, not only from 2020, but even before that. And you're never going to get these different perspectives to agree on a strategy. We kind of have to agree on a goal. And the goal is individual rights to choose the way we want to go forward. Some people are going to buy completely into the no virus uh, way of thinking. And other people are never going to be able to accept that. What Judy represents and some of the other voices here are a way that people could actually deal with this situation in a way that they find coherent. Now, I have no problem with the Novax, the no virus position because my business partner is a, you know, yeah, he's that's, that's his position. Yeah. Uh, but th that's my take. We, we really can't lock this down to a single strategy. It has to be multiple strategies. I don't think that strategy should entail telling people, yay, we're vaccinated, it sort of then implies that people should go out and get vaccinated. I mean, I think that that's a retarded strategy. I mean, excuse my language on that. I mean, I, I would it's agree. completely counterproductive. I, I would agree with with Matthew, but I feel, and with you too, Tim, that but I feel like everyone has their own 
strategy or way in which they're called to work in this planet. You know, I, I feel like I just was uh, called for an audition and it was a mainstream uh, audition. Uh, and uh, at the end, she said, can I ask you a question? Are you vaccinated? And I said, hell no, baby. There's no way. And by standing up and seeing a healthy person, then you can inspire someone else. And she happened to be black. And I told her a few things and told her, yeah, they care about Black Lives Matter because they're making money off of you. It's and a moral it, imperative. It's a moral war they're fighting now, uh, ideologically. And you wear your badge of allegiance on your face. It's like the people who are vaccinated, they still want to wear a mask because if they don't wear a mask, they might be mistaken for a Trump supporter or, uh, you know, an anti-vaxxer. It's a, it's a, it's a, 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 a an armband with a, a certain colored star on it or whatever, you know? Um, there's a lot of truth there. The, the, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, if you're going out saying, it's a funny thing that Judy said, like, yeah, uh, just tell people that you're vaccinated because then people will leave you the fuck alone. Do you know? Go around telling everybody how much you love that fucking James Corden and Ariana Grande video. It wasn't so good. Like, what a cunt prancing around the street like a big fat cunt. Like, nobody wants to watch that. And it's Operation Mockingbird pumping it into your fucking neck. Like, uh, but you have to, you can't, you know, you can't say anything about it. Plus, the fact if you are going and saying, uh, yeah, everybody, let's get vaccinated, that's that's a different thing to saying, I'm vaccinated. Let's stop that conversation now because I don't want it to get too political. It's a dinner party ruiner. You know, it's a fucking. Sorry, I, I was going to say, I just find it, um, the conversation stops when you just tell people to mind their own damn business. You know, I like, we, we don't need to offer any explanation to anybody. I don't know why we feel obligated to tell people, you know, whether we are or not, or are not, you know, obviously we want to wake as many people up, but for the most part, most of the people who will ask you if you're vaccinated are just looking for a fight. <laughs> anyway, the, yeah. the, the only cool. reason why you, you want to avoid it and say it's none of your business, if you don't want to change someone's mind or give pause to somebody, but if you want to stand your ground and say, yes, it, I'm, I'm not. And maybe they'll go, oh, that guy's crazy or that woman's crazy. But I mean, we're talking about solutions to reach people. I understand both, but I'll just tell people I'm not. Uh, yeah. a certain time, there'll be a certain time in society, just like there is now for um, going up and asking somebody something. Like if someone's not wearing a mask, you're not going to go up and ch- like challenge them in public and go, hey, you're not wearing a mask. Are you vaccinated? That, that means then they'll be like, I am vaccinated. And the moral imperative is to prove it or to show it somehow. So yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? Great. Astra, AstraZeneca. Whoop, whoop. Like you get a fucking, like, <laughs> I've seen a bunch of dickheads online getting fucking tattoos, like big fucking, you know, t- a, a tennis ball size tattoos with yeah. like the, the, the fucking COVID, uh, uh, the, the, the molecular structure COVID done in a kind of a cartoon. And I had like a ribbon over it with the date they got for, what the fuck? When had that person's genitals been touched in the last six or seven years? Like th- th- that they'd need, that they'd need to, like what? Shirts. Fucking sexless moron. Lockdown did some strange things what to the people, fuck, Gordon. It, it did some strange things. Everybody breaks different, right? 
I mean, massive tattoos to go like, okay, well, if I'm not going to be wearing a mask, I want a fucking giant, giant thing on me to prove that I'm not a Trump supporter. It's that red cap mentality. It's, it's like better, better uh, dead than red. It's this moral impact. Like it's like a satanic panic mixed with like the red scare mixed with like all fucking uh, uh, brown people or anyone who's like a Arab looking is a fucking plane exploding terrorist. We have to appreciate Uh, the the level of psychological operation. Can we for just a moment here that in less than a year, they normalized you going up to a perfect stranger and asking them if they've had an experimental medical procedure and they've normalized that. How long long did it take? Fuck out. How long did it take? Having people let me show you my paper. Wait, I, I, oh, how last time your doctor oh, had his hand up your ass, here, Charlie. No, none, none of your business what people are doing medically. And they've made that normal. And they've made Charlie. it normal for people to pick up the phone and call Dude. the police when there's too many cars in the driveway on Thanksgiving Day. Like Snitching. that is insanity. And we sit around mm. and we go, man, if I was alive in 1939, I would have never been a fucking Nazi. Right. Really? Exactly. Dude, yeah. Yeah. You see what we just went through? <laughs> yes, How many years you would. Did it take? You'd be goose stepping <laughs> up and down your street with everybody else. It's embarrassing. How, How many years that? did it take for it's it to be socially unacceptable? to ask a fat woman how far along is she like how many like to take the chance on doing that going oh nice how far along are you um i'm about 18 tacos in like it's just i'm i'm bloating fuck off like how many times have anybody been asked multi-billion dollar 24 hour a day every single kind of media saturation campaign and ongoing bribes Get donuts if you get the jab. Free beer if you get the jab. Fifty grand, five hundred grand, five million dollars you can win. All you have to do is shoot this drug into you, kid. Go ahead. Have get, get maybe sign up twice. Fuck it, who cares? It, yeah. it is insanity, and we're supposed to not question this. Could could this have happened if it happened under Hillary Clinton's watch? No. I don't think I because I don't think people would have been as whipped up in the media cycle as they were under Trump. Good point. Good point. He's part of an operation. He's part of this operation. When we look back to identify the dissidents, the, the deplorables, us, I don't know if it's like we have a rebel gene because it has nothing to do with intelligence. There's tons of intelligent people who have gone in this experimental Gene therapy jab. Why is that? Is it a rebel gene? Well, that's because I think it goes back to worldview. A lot of these people like trust this authority. They trust it. They don't, they're not even aware of the history of where these authorities have betrayed people. They're they're not even conscious of that. People aren't even seeing the the other side. I mean, in Canada here, we have 70% vaccinated. There's doctors and scientists pushing back. They're getting together. They're forming these organizations and these websites. They're connecting with the doctors down there, the American frontline doctors, the doctors in Europe. They've got all this information. They're pushing back. And the 70%, they don't even know this is going on. They don't even see any of it. They really don't see any of it. Mm-hmm. It's so they're so it's too late to to change anybody's mind. Yeah. I, I don't agree with Judy either. I agree with Tim on that. Like, I don't think we should be saying we're about I don't think I think that's just taking us out of the fight. I don't even want to to fake my way through anything. I, I mean, I might have to at some point. Well, you know, the only 
uh, thing that was really um, a good suggestion having fun with it with uh, yeah. what my audience members said, you know, um, I want to give par- carpools to people that want to go get vaccinated. Are you going to get vaccinated? <laughs> he goes, hell no. I just want to, you know, make sure anybody wants to do it. You need to do it. You know, I give you free rides, Uber to the vaccine thing, man. You know, let's do it. And that was, uh, it was interesting to talk about it and think about it and so on. But I really think this is such a serious thing that, uh, you know, Dr. Judy and I do a show a lot and I know her well. And, um, but I got to be with Tim on this one. I, I don't think I want to be inaccurate. You know, I, we'll, we'll talk about it next time we're on. And um, I am more about education. We're up here at Porcupine Freedom Festival right now in Fort Fest. You know, Kingsley and Aaron, you know, uh, uh, came in, they just got here and there's not, did you see any masks? No, man. not a single mask. And last year, right at the peak of this thing, and they're already even going to have a port vest. And, uh, I saw one, two, three, four, and then within a day they were gone, you know? So it's, uh, there, it's multiple, uh, uh, Was there a lot of masks? It has been, Donna and I have been driving the love bus across the country a lot. And since in the last month, it's been probably about a third, 20% of the people wearing masks now all over the country. Because it used to be it was the majority. We would be the only ones walking in without a mask. So the, the, it depends on your state and where you're at. But I'll tell you, our experience going around the country and being in a dozen states every month, you know, we've been all over the place. And uh, we just came from Kansas City. And before that, we were Rapid City for Red Pill Expo. Before that, we were at the Greater Reset in Austin. And, you know, now Austin had a lot of masks, but a lot of people didn't because Austin is kind of a liberal thing anyway. But um, our experience has been, Donna and I, since the beginning of this, for over a year and a half or so, have maybe had to put a mask on. 10 times, and that was because we had to go in Verizon or something. You know, they definitely wouldn't let you do that. You know? But um, it has been, I guess it's that white privilege thing, man. They just leave me alone. <laughs> you know, nobody says anything. Arbor yeah. Freight, Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, the Park Store, Walmart. You know, I saw one time they go to Donna and say, man, do you have a mask? She goes, yes, and just kept walking. You know, you know, mm. uh, not wearing it. Yeah. You know? So yeah. But nobody has the courage to just not you don't have to be a butt they don't want you to come into applebee's okay you turn around walk out you go next door to mom pa whatever but that's one thing that this has really been about and um uh and i do a show every week and this last week it was i finally had the epiphany that it has been very clear to me what's going on the last threat for they them those that want to be in control of whatever has always been the wealthy middle class. And they supported the communist regimes and the social justice, whatever the hell, in every other country, you know, because they didn't want them to have individual rights and be prosperous and be a threat. So now here in America, it's our turn. They have to kill our economy, the dollar, the people, our ability to resist, to have our own land and property rights done. This is the goal. And this whole pandemic and everything was to forward that goal. And that's, here at Porcupine Freedom Festival, man, that's what I'm preaching, man. I said, man, I mean, I, I, I got it now. We're next. And this is just part of it. Can I 
ask a uh, kind of general question to the group? And I totally agree that, as Charlie would say, it's the controlled demolition of the American economy. Like, it's very clear that that was the initial goal. But it seems to me, maybe everybody kind of knows what the answer is, but I'm still kind of struggling. Like, is the the another part of it just getting spike proteins into people? Because, first of all, I probably wouldn't even wouldn't be sure if it was real, but I had it like I had it and it was weird. And I thought maybe it was 5G. I thought it was like a uh, electrical re-resonance or something. But as I was reading more about bioweapons and getting stuff, uh, you know, they didn't like give it to somebody. They don't give people stuff and have them walk around. They kind of spray it in towns and stuff. And then they have to like give it to each individual. So I was thinking, you know, they're just literally jabbing it in people's arms, but maybe it's the exact same thing. And is the, like the main target of that, like the productive ovaries, you know, like that, those are the people, it's women of childbearing age who are getting those blood clots and stuff. So -hmm. if there's a primary, like biological reason, what do you guys think, Gordon? What do you, what do you mean you you got, you got the jab? I had COVID. I didn't get the vaccination. I wouldn't dream of it. And there was something unnatural of it, right? Oh, It totally felt toxic and like a toxin 14 days straight. Like there was glass in my lungs. I couldn't take a deep breath. I never get sick. I had no congestion supplements didn't work i started drinking tonic water and lungwort tea because it was clear to me like i had read how low oxygen blood is what causes that problem in lungs it's not the opposite it's not a respiratory problem that causes low oxygen so then i started treating it like a blood disease and then i did get better could have been a coincidence and then the other thing was that uh i did feel like i could um, oh, then it moved into other organs. Like then I started getting like problems with my guts and stuff after yeah. that. So it clearly was not what they said it was and a very unnatural feeling. And I feel like the vaccination is just making sure because only like 10% of the people actually got it. I, we I had a study in the UK yeah. that was released on, on Monday, uh, the 21st, uh, 4,000 women in the UK um, were reporting having their menstrual cycles completely like destroyed either like full on 24 seven crazy Niagara Falls gash or like like nothing works. We're talking Gobi desert shit. We're talking like, uh, uh, 2000, I get the numbers here, 2734 AstraZeneca, uh, 1158 Pfizer and then, uh, a kind of a smattering from Moderna, but they're reporting like, um, you know, this, uh, this reports of shedding. So the virus, mm. uh, when you're getting the vaccine, the bits that go into you, anyone that's around you is, you know, getting certain different t- t- ailments and stuff like that. There's women, uh, who are perimenopausal, women who are full menopause, like shops closed that are now starting to fucking starting to bleed mm-hmm. again. And they're all like, mm-hmm. Oh, where did I put those tampons? Like uh, uh, reactivated periods for women in their late sixties and shit like that. See, But here's the thing with COVID and What's the vaccine, so many of the impacts are the same. Like I knew a kid 15 years ago who died of like myocarditis or something from a coronavirus, not from mm-hmm. a vaccine. It was 15 years ago. And they're like, this is a one in a million kids never, but this is, it's like cold. It's not the flu. So it seems to me that the disease and the vaccine are doing the exact same thing. To well, people. They, they would both have spike proteins and, and that that's right. the thing, right? And it's uh, a toxin, 
Yeah, I get right. it. I'm Brit, just Brit, saying, are they just trying to get make sure that every single person has that thing? And what is the thing? Because they say I, it I accumulates in the that, ovary. I honestly think that that's the goal. The goal is the spike yes, protein. Thank you. Now, I, this is uh, we had experience with this. My wife's father died a month and a half, two months ago. My children, we have four children. Three of them went uh, were able to make it from Arizona to Pennsylvania. Now, when we get to Pennsylvania, everybody's masked up. Everybody's taking the shot. Everybody except for the Hancocks. I mean, we're like freaking black sheep. By the end of the week, nobody's wearing a mask. They're all done with it. They just need somebody to set the example. But my oldest daughter is about 35, and uh, she wrote it down. She wanted me to ask Dr. Mike and Vince, no, specifically these questions. This is what it was. She has always been extremely regular with her menstrual cycle. It's always been right on time. All of a sudden, boom, she's bleeding a lot. It's going longer. It's out of sync. She's like, would it have happened? And they drove, you know, two of my families, they drove just to avoid putting a mask on their kids. So all of them in Phoenix, they screw it, man. We're driving because we're not playing this game. Well, when she got back and this happened, it was from, was it from all the people that have been vaccinated in the soup of, you know, uh, spike proteins? Yeah. You know, this is, it's like you say, it's weaponized. And that's what's starting to come out. In the news on freemusphoenix.com, we're just pumping the crap out of all these stories that they're starting to realize. Here we have a defecting Chinese spy catcher guy or something is defecting the United States. So let me tell you what's up. You know, it was a weapon. So, but a weapon funded by who? It doesn't even have to be questionably, questionably questionably trustworthy uh, fucking deep, deep CCP whistleblower. Like there's fucking the email, uh, Fauci's emails, man. And nobody's talking about that shit. All that information from all of that. And it was just like, ah, masks. I don't know. Go on then. Like at the start, at the start of 2020. And then like totally saying, yeah, they were kind of bullshit. And That's then it became, it became like a badge of honor. It became like a, you know, a moral standpoint where if you wear your mask, you're safe, you know, you're a good yeah. citizen. You're saving humanity by doing this thing. And now it's like, if you get your vaccine, you're saving humanity. So they're pushing on that thing. I think that, um, they, they weren't sure if Trump was going to win that election or not, right? And if he didn't, they were going to tank the economy real hard right on his in his first 100 days. It was like, fuck I got to disagree with you real quick there. I think okay. Trump must have been a part of all this, right? If Trump's really like the art of the deal, art of war guy, he would have known that they were going to try to steal the election from him and put something in place in order to do it. He's the one that ex- issued the executive order, which completely destroyed the Constitution and allowed the economy to collapse. The, the, the shit economy that we have right now is a direct result of him. And when you look at the accomplishments of, of Trump's presidency, I would argue that we didn't have any. And if we did, Biden reversed them. And don't forget, Trump hired uh, Alan Dershowitz, who publicly said, yeah, let's make uh, sex with 14-year-olds legit, and also accused right alongside Jeffrey Epstein. He had... a. Uh, Skull and Bones members. He hired uh, William Barr, who's connected to to Epstein. He basically his whole cabinet was full of people that are Rothschild bankers, Council on Foreign Relations members, people as well. So I'm thinking, and even on the last day, I wanted to not in some QAnon thing, but I wanted to have some <laughs> for Trump to think on the last day, maybe he'll finally balls up, man up, and pardon Snowden. He'll pardon Assange preemptively and take care of John Kiriakou, but no, he didn't. He pardoned Little Wayne. So I, I, I have to believe that Trump has to be a part of all of this. And 
you know, he's the one that brought us Operation Warp Speed, and he's so proud of this vaccine. So I, I, I think Trump's just a part of him, just like all the rest. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, so what, what are the solutions as far as the spike protein to protect ourselves? I haven't looked it up, and obviously the information is becoming harder and harder to find if you use Google. You know, so, spike protein is not like they're doing a biological thing that's coming. It's not like an infected cell. Mm -hmm. They're making to where your DNA and your your body is producing the spike protein. Mm -hmm. The spike protein is the problem. It's not even a virus. It's not, it's just something that you're, you know, causing <laughs> blood clots. It's causing all kinds of different proteins that are being done. It's just, and it's causing, it's causing inflammation. Now, this is one thing that Dr. Judy always goes on about the flame, the flame, the flame. The inflammation is the problem. problem you know, yeah. uh, your body, a lot of times, is the inflammation is uh, like when you get injured, it wants to have an inflammation. So it gets more blood flow to it and it fixes mm -hmm. your stuff there's a there's a reason for it but with all these viruses and or these uh, vaccines and so on it's causing these inflammations that causes all these diseases and the reason it's is chronic. Because it becomes chronic the, the, the reason mm -hmm. is i just want to get this out is that big pharma makes a shitload of money on you getting inflamed I mean, it's inflamed of this organ, of this tissue, of this thing. It affects people differently, and sometimes it kills them, but it's a money-making machine. They don't want you dead. They want you sick. Right. And, and the allopathic thing is about symptom suppression, not cure. Yeah. So is there any – they make money on. So is there any supplement, any uh, Alex Jones supplements we can buy to protect ourselves? <laughs> right. I mean, people are saying you should do ivermectin every week and uh, zinc and – quercetin and vitamin oh. d vitamin c i mean all that stuff i think helps you not get either like helps you not get it big creative i have a question if uh if someone you know were like had to get the vaccine they just were deciding to do it for whatever reason they had to renew a visa or whatever is it possible that like they tell you not to take tylenol or advil or whatever before because it might reduce the efficacy could it could you kind of bust it in advance if you went in on like maximum strength Tylenol or Advil, or is there a chance that that could actually cause a complication? Well, Does just remember know? this thing's hacking your ribosomal DNA. So there's no getting out of this. If you go. Yeah. No, when, once you start making those spike proteins, there isn't yeah. like something to stop it. You might be able to stop it from me. This is a weapon. Yeah, you know, going to the doctors yeah, with like a fake rubber arm, and then that's what I was thinking. Just take yourself, <laughs> like those guys that do the piss test, the piss yeah, drug exactly. test of a fake dick with that's a bag what of piss. Yeah, right there with the dead that's arm. Yes. We, we know, we know some people. If you're interested in stuff, to show show that you you know maybe got the job. Well, you know, the problem is, is that it doesn't matter with the menstrual cycle thing. You know, the women I love exposed the to all these people the around you. It changes you. You know, I, this is this Whoa. is not going to go well. So we take preventative stuff. You know, we uh, we did. uh, uh was it chaga mushrooms from the beginning? Because that stops the replication kind of thing. But when you go to the spike protein, it's not replication. This is not a virus. It's your body making a spike protein. That protein is not a cell. It's not an infection. It's not a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a toxin. It's a, you're making your own poison.
Ernest, is, is, it the same, is it the same as when people eat human yeah. flesh and then the brain creates like yeah. prions, like bro? Nah, there you it's go. The thing. It's, a, it's actually a Prions. fusion protein. It's not just that it's a toxin, it's a fusion protein. So it's that spiky ball and it spikes into a membrane, opens it up to deposit, but it also latches on. And that's why I that's why it causes blood clots. And I bet that's why it does the prions too. Um, but yeah, and, and you know what they say strengthens that cell membrane against it is structured water. So it is possible that there's a way to help you from getting uh, the problems from it. I, and I'm not suggesting capitulating to the vaccine thing, but if you are stuck in a foreign country or something, you you know, you that's a very tough choice. You know, I want to know if you guys have heard of this. We put it up on the site and it was um, this one woman that was in human resources in the gas and oil industry or something. She left being a nurse because she just couldn't take anymore or something. But um, she said there's a phrase, and I can't remember what it is. It's about replacement. Um, uh, Succession planning. Yeah. Yeah, for your employees, you know, that mm-hmm. one, is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, and what they do is you plan for retirement of your employees, you know, whatever, they're sick, they're, you know, just regular turnover and so on. And in the formula, they got to where you got to be able to replace all your employees in three years. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what the hell is that about? I heard about that. that. That's I got the, a little I got off to here. me. I don't know. I don't, I don't get, I, I didn't really, ugh, I don't, I don't really buy that one, but I don't know. It We're going to find out in three years. It could just be, <laughs> yeah. it could but, just but be I, they're doing that because of COVID or whatever. I don't think it's because of the jab, but. Oh, I, I didn't, I didn't buy that. This was a bioweapon until about six months ago. <laughs> so guys, let me, let me, can I, can I jump in real quick? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, Pat, we hear you. Okay. Jump so. Oh, you're breaking up hella bad now, Pat. Am I? Uh, yeah, you're that's you're uh, better now. Okay. Um, Jeffrey and I started pointing out that this thing was all going to hit in the spring of 2020, asymmetrical warfare and everything else. Now you got to ask yourself, um, and this is what I pointed out to some of my liberal friends when they they just started hammering on Trump, which is neither here nor there. This is not a political discussion. To some, it is obviously. But I said, okay, let me ask you a question. I said, do you believe that physical warfare um, is merely to enrich very wealthy, powerful people and steal resources from from nations? And they said, yes. And I said, then what makes you think asymmetrical warfare is any different? Why would we have 25 bioweapons laboratories that encircle Eurasia and we spend billions of dollars to have viruses weaponized in the first place? just to leave them in test tubes and not have these companies, these big pharma companies collect billions of dollars off of, off of the so-called vaccines. I think that this has been going on for many, many, many years. I think that weaponized viruses have been released on us for many years and people have to stop talking about China and stop talking about Russia. Look, the enemies are within as well, just as much as out, outside. And um, so people have to understand BlackRock and Vanguard are the two biggest controllers of the planet in term, terms of financial. If you look at their investments, they're invested in each other. They're invested in, basically, they own everything, every company, every every conglomerate that owns all the distribution of media. They own everything. They own everything. So you got you to kind of try to educate people. And what I do is I try to ask people questions. I do not argue with people anymore. 
I simply asked them questions. And I had on George Pardos, who is an expert, a scientist in mitochondrial and cellular damage after a toxin is introduced to the body. And I asked him these questions deliberately so that people understood from his scientific knowledge. I said, can a virus, a viral cell in your respiratory system migrate to any other organ in your body? He said, no. We have specific viral cells in internal organs and in different parts of the body that cannot migrate around your body. That's not what they do. I said, okay, so what is the viral cell's job? He said it is to bond with bacterias, um, could be toxins, whatever it is, and, and, and drag those out of your body through your pores, your breath, um, your urine, and your feces. I said, so it's not the virus, obviously, that's getting people sick. It's the toxins attached to them. He said, yes. So, um, you know, that's, that's something that, you know, I've tried to point out to people, but this is absolutely, you know, asymmetrical warfare and the injection in my mind is much worse than people think. This is not just, this is not just, uh, um, neutering and spaying people. This is, this is going to get bad come well, flu season. I, Pat, Pat, do you think there, uh, do you think like, I agree with what Mariam said about the, uh, the saline, do you think there's about 50, 70% saline out there? You know, I can't, I can't say one way or another on that, but I can say that, um, my gut instinct has never been wrong. And when a new virus comes, i.e. the flu season, I think we're going to see a lot of people dropping. I think it's going to get a lot uglier than people realize. And I, we already know that the media is going to blame the people that are, that are unvaccinated. That's when, that's when, that's when things get fun. Let's put it that way. I just want to quickly jump in here and say this. What you said, asking questions, is the question to my the answer to my rhetorical question earlier. And besides using rhetoric to emphasize the facts and logic to get it across to the normies, I think the best way we can reach people is just asking questions. And I think the Socratic method, it's 3,000 years old. But if we right. just start in good faith and, and everybody likes to talk, and within a couple of minutes, you're going to hear what's important to that person, whether it's health care, abortion, money, family. Once you do that, then you can couch it in that and couch your questions in that frame. So uh, spot on. I think that's one of the best answers is uh, well, using this. And, and the, the way the media, the way the media does this, it's the exact same as a, as a hypnotherapist, right? So a hypnotherapist will elicit an emotion and then make a suggestion. So that's what they do. They show you body bags. They show you refrigerator trucks. They show you a giant bat and a bowl of soup. And then somebody that these people trust as a, as a media person, a, a desk jockey for NBC or CNN or whoever comes on and says, lock yourselves down, save grandma and grandpa, we're all going to die. And that it, it seats itself, it goes past their objective thinking and seats itself in the lizard part of the brain where it becomes a belief. So you can't get it out of there unless you have them go do their own research with an open mind, which is difficult to do. Mm -hmm. But I used to do this in seminars when I would teach seminars, even to uh, high-level military, uh, law enforcement, I would deliberately every once in a while show a technique that was complete garbage, absolute garbage. And I would say, okay, uh, 10 reps each back and forth until I tell you to stop and circle up. I'll make some corrections. And they would start doing this technique that was any experienced world, world-class world fighter would have looked at it and went, what the hell is Militech teaching? That's ridiculous. That will never that'll get you killed. And so everybody would start doing it, and then I'd let them go for a minute or two, and then I'd say, I'd say, stop, everybody stop. 
I said, did anybody in this room question what you were being taught? And, you know, every once in a while, one person or two people would raise their hands kind of sheepishly. And I go, never, ever, ever trust anything you're being told. I don't care who it is. You just assume that I'm going to teach you ways to kill everybody on the planet because I held a world title for four years and I trained a bunch of world champions. Did it ever occur to you that I might be full of shit? Mm. You know? And so everybody would just look at me like, wow, okay. So that's, that's why I recognize this sort of stuff. And I had to game plan against enemies for years and years and years. So I just don't trust anything. And I've always researched everything. And, you know, that's, that's the sad thing about a lot of society is, uh, is they're too trusting. They're too kind. And, and that's Absolutely. why, and I said, the people that at the beginning of this, I said, the people that put the masks on and believe this shit is what's going to get everybody killed. This is yep. what's going to get everybody killed. But this, you know, can Jonas, only, this can only last so long though. So how are they going to sacrifice Fauci? And, and is that the only thing they're going to, that's going to save big farmers reputation here? Because I, mean, I, they I can't think keep he's this always going. had a tar- He's always had a target on his back. Yeah. The memory hole will stop a lot of this. 100%. Fauci can be held up as a sacrificial lamb. Okay, we got the bad guy. He's responsible for everything. We'll never mention Fort Detrick. It all happened in China. And that's going to become the narrative. And then everyone will forget that it took way more than Fauci. Right. For all of this to happen, I've been asking independent media to to help, like, make everybody else involved, not just in gain of function research, but in Fort Detrick and at the Wuhan Lab of Virology, household names along with Fauci. And Winnipeg and France that helped build the, Winnipeg, yes. the Wuhan University, all of it. It's not just China. Right. No, I mean, the, the our, our job. Our, our task, I think at least like the, those of us that, that try to get a more journalistic approach to this should, should be to make the people who never want to be household names, household names, right? That, uh, otherwise, what the fuck are we doing? You know, sometimes they'll present it with absolute like factual evidence and obvious narrative. People just don't want to believe it because it's like trying to tell somebody, Hey, your whole life's a lie and all the decisions you've exactly. ever made are bullshit. Exactly. We've been it's here like before. trying to get a Christian to unbelieve in Jesus I, or what, trying to get been, a Scientologist to admit that he's actually gay. Do you know? It's, uh, it's an emotional and financial investment for so many people, their worldview, their political ideology, guys, what team they claim for. It's not just, you know, it's not just time spent. It's what, what changed? Money. What what changed? Every issue for the last fifty years has been this way. Yeah. Nothing changed. People forget about the CAA doing all that shit. And they're like, nah, they wouldn't do it again this time, would they? I will Go say on. that what has changed is, I mean, look at this show. It's in the top point. 0.5% of all podcasts if you guys want to go to listen notes and check it out. So the people are interested at the very least in this alternative narrative that brave folks like us are sticking our necks out here, risking getting censored, and maybe not if you have Matt on your side. But, you know, here's the thing. We can live by example and show people just with a smile how awesome it is to not wear a mask. You know, I've been doing that. Me and Ricky are up here on uh, the East Coast in New England. People are a little more, you know, rough and free thinking naturally, I think. But it was disheartening to see how many people don the mask and Big Pharma has its tentacles all up in the East Coast here. So 
it's a battle, but I'm noticing with the weather, people are out, no masks, enjoying the sun. And I think that's the trend that we should all be, you know, leaning into, you know, and, and understanding that we can spread that positive message and inspire people. Uh, it's important to know all this stuff, but let's not, you know, get all doom and gloom because I'm ready to enjoy this summer. <laughs> I'm right? sorry. I'm sorry for getting doom and gloom, but there's a lot of people out there who want to cooperate with any kind of shit that we're talking. They would sure. be like, those well, people are evil. Those people are spreading lies. Those people are terrorists. Can we kill them? And there's the people who wore a mask <laughs> in been... California on June 15th and then took it off on June 16th because the mandate was over. It's yeah, they're doing what they're told because they're all trauma bonded to no a difference. political narrative yes. and they're operating under the complete control. It's not just like, you know, my MK Ultra, mind control, man. It's not that shit anymore. It's actual like psychological, deep psychological warfare. We're all being treated like a fucking a, a, a child that's being groomed for they get fucked up the arse. The people still, the people still wear masks. We're still, we're they're going to put on space helmets when the aliens come. Yeah, exactly. The aliens come down and we're all opening up our butt cheeks going, please just get it over with. That's, all, that's already the next story. When, when COVID kind of winds down, it's the alien time. We know that. It's already happening. Look, I, I, I just I very quickly looked up looked at the, the, the characteristics of trauma bonding, right? Your partner consistently breaks promises, okay? You can be, you're going to be free. Two weeks, flatten the curve. Give it two months. Okay, listen, give it another six weeks. We're Okay, we're all going to all right, the vaccines, and then we can all go back to drinking and, and touching each other. Uh, you keep having the same damaging fights that are never resolved. You are the one that's blamed for everything in the relationship, and you face constant demands for changes in your behavior or actions. Like that's like telling everybody, do this, do that, do giving fucking contradictory instructions on how to behave. T- stay two meters, or maybe like a meter and a half. Uh, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, get vaccine, don't touch, wash your hands, all this kind of shit. Uh, the people around you are disturbed by your partner's behavior. Behavior, but you make excuses for it so all your fucking friends are going dude why why are you going along with this uh you know because like the government and the cdc they're, they're like they probably know what they're doing like science or whatever like it's like he, he i know he makes me take the vaccine but he loves me as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? like it's what the fuck are we doing here like well conflicting information is actually a technique i mean there's that uh book merchants of doubt and i don't necessarily agree with it or its purpose, but uh, they kind of go into that whole uh, method of like, give people enough conflicting information and people will just be like, well, I guess I'll just go along with it because I don't know what to believe. And and that's, we saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of people who are just like, well, yeah, you're making some good points in regards to like, if they're having a conversation with me and I'm trying to, you know, inform them a little bit, they'll be like, you're making some good points, but these people are saying that. So I don't know what to believe. So I'll just play it safe and I'll wear the mask. And remember, we live in the United States of amnesia. Like we forget things quickly. And and that's the thing that I worry the most about because I don't know how it is in the rest of the world, but I know in Massachusetts, like the Fauci emails came out. Nobody gives a shit because everybody's living their lives now. The mask mandate's gone. All the mandates are gone. We're not in any state of emergency. So everybody's out, you know, uh, planning their weekends, hanging out, going out to eat, drinking again. So it, it's bothersome because it's like, I, I get it. Like we should be enjoying lives, our lives and, and to the fullest and all that. But don't st- don't don't stop being upset because a year or more of your life was taken away from you. And even, you know, the long term effects, the trauma and any health issues or anything else that are 
because of 2020, that should also make us upset. I mean, there's going to be people who are probably going to have some long term issues because of being talked into getting the vaccine or uh, because of the over sanitizing of things and, and you know, uh, getting rid of all the bacteria and stuff. And now it's like so many um, uh, negative effects because of 2020. And yet people are just willing to put this aside and be like, let's just move on. We got our lives back. Stop fucking complaining, Ricky. Let's what about just- it? Yeah, all the practical stuff like people losing their jobs and getting up to their fucking eyes in debt they're yeah, like cool. you yeah. know lo- losing cool. all their all their belongings and shit they can't live their life the well, same way people people allow their children to be abused think about that yeah. to, to have your children masked and have the psychological warfare on children you know that's the thing that that people have to understand we've been and i suggest you guys do this is we've started a group months and months and months ago and we've been meeting every wednesday night at a, a local facility in town. And we have been devising ways to, to diffuse this at a local level because that's the way Agenda 21 and Agenda 30 are being implemented. Yes, they're global plans, but they're being implemented at the county level. So basically we confronted our county supervisors when they finally went back to in-person meetings and we handed them a document that is a declaration that this will never happen again, that our, <clears throat> that our inalienable God-given rights can never be superseded uh, or violated again, whether it's an act of war or a national emergency, none of it. We're not going to do it again. And we're going to make those five county supervisors declare our county a sanctuary from COVID vaccines, uh, passports, or we're going to have them removed. And that's what everybody needs to be doing. And those declarations, that declaration document I've, I've put online and, and so I have my friends and, uh, we're, we're going, they need to know that we can go face to face with them and address them. And that's, that's what they fear. That's what they fear is, is people getting in their face and letting yeah. them know that they are going to be removed if they do not do the will of the people. Yeah, this but the is last exactly time they tried to do that, they called them all fucking terrorists. Man. And there's a tribunal no, no, about no, what this, they did. This like, is what's happened here. Uh, that's why no what I said happened, earlier. Like, all good yeah. over all that. That, that. That's what's happened here. Uh, that it's all under the surface, though. It, in the Southeast Asia, it's all very subtle, but I do know firsthand that what's happening here and why protocols are being released very quickly with very low levels of vaccination is because there's a lot of people telling uh, low-level and high-level officials, if you don't back off, we're going to kill you. It's different here, well, and, and that's... I, I wonder how much of this is because you look at the Fauci emails coming out, you look at, uh, you know, Bill Gates and his whole divorce, which opened up kind of a new bag of worms or whatever. But uh, I wonder how much of like this stuff that they knew they couldn't suppress forever and slowly was sleeping, uh, se- seeping out to the public that they're like, hey, you know what? We better fucking give everybody uh, shit to do and keep them busy because when all this shit comes out, they're going to be real pissed if they're still wearing masks and still stuck at home. But if they're out and about and life again when all these you know things start because i now they're publicly talking about oh we can talk about the you know wuhan connection we can talk about this we can talk about that you know you have dark horse uh with brett weinstein having a mm-hmm. well, mr and i think that's actually what you're going to bring up uh previously right matt you're going to bring up that oh yeah yeah dark horse i don't like 
<laughs> a full oh, disclosure, I really don't like <laughs> Brett Weinstein all that much, but uh, he's, he's lifting a lot of people's. Sorry to interrupt. He's lifting a lot of people's information. I know too personally. So is he controlled to control the opposition? I, I and think what, he is. Uh, and why I, I think he's. But but I also appreciate what he finally admitted in the last few weeks of podcasts. And he's like, you know, there's really a problem here with the spike protein. And like, that's good. I think that he was trying to justify his hesitancy, a year of hesitancy on the basis of, well, we really didn't know yet. Bullshit. Yes, we did know. Yeah. Well, well, right. Thing, the John Stewart thing, right? I've heard a, a, a actually today I was listening to a No Agenda episode and he had like a uh, they had a different take on what possibly that could have been because it was kind of weird how like he openly talked about him like didn't they kind of know what maybe they were going to discuss? Um, so the alternative theory on, on that whole thing was it was their way of making it acceptable for people on the left to kind of be like, yeah, maybe it did come from Wuhan because you can't, you can't make it a Trump thing anymore because John Stewart said it. Right. So mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder, you know, I mean, these people, I, you know, I, I, Hillary, Cl Hillary Clinton went on fucking, uh, uh, what's your man's name? He's at home now. Uh, 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 the, the late night, the, the black late night host from South Africa. What's his name? Oh, Trevor, uh, Noah. Trevor Noah. Noah yeah. tr fucking Hillary Clinton went on Trevor Noah and she's talking about frazzle drip. And like laughing about it, going, <laughs> and I peed her face off. And me and Hoover were like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> like she was fucking doing that with Trevor Noah, man. Like talk about, talk about fucking in plain sight. They're just going like, yeah, 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 this is what it's talked about. And then that gets fucking, uh, you know, repeated and disseminated. So whenever anyone tries to search for it now, you'll never find like the conspiratorial, uh, uh, truth seeker website links. All it'll be is like mainstream media stuff. So now whenever anyone looks at like China, it came from China. Okay, guys, you'll never find that stuff again. It's gone. It's all going to be John Stewart jumping up and down, making a big deal about it. It's to cover that up, you know? Hey, Truthzilla, the, uh, the Deep Share podcast, you guys, any of you guys want to jump in? I know we've been, uh, you guys have been patiently listening for a while. Awesome. Yeah, Thanks, Ricky, sure. man. Like one of the things I was going to say before we get too far off of it, uh, like what Pat was saying, man, like there's just so much power in you know us not waiting around for them to tell us what to do but like just going into our own communities and just just taking it back you know to whatever extent we can you know we're out here in oregon you know united states we're in the belly of the beast man we're about two hours south of portland so i'm sure you guys have seen all the coverage about portland and it's like you know what we did very early on is we started our own little freedom cell here in our community here in eugene and uh, that's just been growing and thriving and man it's just been out of control like half the interviews we've been doing like for the last six months have been just people we've met locally that are just doing amazing things you know one of them's uh editing you know becca she's doing the uh editing work for pyramid of power for derrick bros you know just these are the people in our community you know i never would have met them had it not been for that and it's gotten to the point now where like this this weekend this weekend we're doing just a massive freedom camp out there's like 60 people that have rsvp we found some people that have some property it's going to be this huge gathering awesome. of people it's going to be so awesome and I'm just going to announce it here. So we're actually advertising and putting together a big freedom festival. Um, I was hoping to get it in when um, Ernie and them were on, but like, if you guys want to bring the bus on and any of you guys want to come down, it's going to be the last weekend of July. It's going to be about 45 minutes South of Portland. It's on a big 55 acres. Miriam, you're just about eight hours away. You know what I mean? Like uh, we're having guest speakers. We've got a bunch of the local uh, Pacific Northwest people that have been featured on our show lately, working on confirming the last couple, but like, uh, you know, 
Um, Bob Snee, a medical freedom attorney, is confirmed. Uh, Dr. Tina, Dr. Tina Moore, who was recently on with RFK, has confirmed. Uh, did an interview with RFK recently. Um, uh, uh, well, Matt Landman said he's going to make it. Just working on, uh, you know, Franken Skies, you know. And so it's going to be a huge event. It's going to be a big ordeal. It's going to be awesome. Um, we're doing like all kinds of clinics and classes and just an agorist type event. So the name of the event is Agorigan, right? Manifest. 2021 baby so you guys man it's gonna be off the hook so anyway so yeah that's what we're doing you know what i mean like i'm not waiting around and kate brown our governor she's gonna be pissed but you know what that's all right so we're just gonna make it happen and, and just to kind of what will's initial question you know just like how we're reaching people and stuff i mean where's it where all fronts, right? We were at the Olympic trials this oh, last yeah, week yeah, and we yeah. took a bullhorn out there. We were calling them out uh, for the, they had the freedom pass thing there yeah. because they're, mm -hmm. they're literally two lines for the people who've been vaccinated and the people who haven't. Yeah. And they have vaccinated section. They have the unvaccinated section where everybody's got to be six feet apart with the dirty. Right. And yeah. so we just went up and started questioning them. We were taping the whole thing, bullhorning them all. And, you know, I, we're doing what we can at that note, but then on like a smaller note, man, I'm like the people I love, like I have people that I love that have been vaccinated and that have, uh, you know, uh, that are lost to this. Right. And, mm. and it's different. There's the people that, you know, that you just can't reach. And then there's those people you love. I have my, my aunt right now. I've been, I've been feeding her books and feeding her podcasts. Uh, right now I have her, uh, reading how, how to end the autism epidemic by JB Handley, which is amazing. So I really feel like that's like, a, uh, if you understand how, how they've been lying about vaccines for all the other vaccines, you won't buy this one. Right. Right. And then I was at a health freedom rally uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was playing videos of that for my dad and uh, you know, speakers that were, that were Christian, you know, cause my dad's a Christian, you know, can I meet him where you can. Right. So, um, you know, my dad said something to me, I, I was playing him. I was actually Dr. Paul Thomas. Uh, who is speaking. And he said, you know, I don't know if I believe all this data he's giving because, you know, these people that, that didn't get any vaccines, where did they even find this group of people? You know, everybody's been vaccinated. And I said, you know what, dad, like, that's exactly what I thought when I started this journey. You know, like I personally, I have a son who was vaccine injured. It was hard for me to believe that, that it was the vaccine. I was so mm -hmm. indoctrinated. That's why I think, I really think the data, we can win with the data. It's just, you have to just keep keep planting trees, keep sending seeds, right? Like, cause until I looked into the data myself, until I discovered for myself, you know, like, and once I knew, like, once you know, you know. So I think, uh, you know, in my personal life, everyone I know knows exactly where I stand. And I would say that probably for everyone on here, you know, we're all examples of like how to walk in your truth and, and, and follow it. You know, the people around me know, but I'm always giving them information. You know, I'm always bringing the data with me. So Wakefield's movies, uh, the act is a good one. That's a good yeah, strategy definitely. going back and learning that history. Once you see that thing, you'll, you'll just never even buy any of this stuff. Uh, deep share. Uh, yeah, what's going on, guys? Why don't you what's pop going in? on? Thanks for yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just to reiterate what Truthzilla was saying, community and showing your own truth and just putting it out there. I mean, that's at least on a personal level, that's really all we can do immediately every single day. And just what Mark was saying about smiling at people, I've I've been doing it too. I know it's not going to stop people from losing their jobs, but on a personal level, every day, that's all I can really do is just speak my truth and walk in with a smile on my face and hope to inspire people rather than scare the shit out of them. I've been scaring the shit out of my family for years and it doesn't work. It sucks. Cause I, I mean, you'd think I could give someone nightmares and they'd wake up, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> you know? So great. Point. You got to stay positive about it. 
Nobody wants to hear the doom and gloom. Exactly. And the smile thing, man, it, it's so true. You know, I re I just recently watched a documentary called The Wisdom of Trauma. And a lot of times we, you know, we let our egos get away. We let our passion. I'm speaking for myself here, get in, in the way. And you have to realize, too, I've been watching a lot of true crime stuff. And then the judge gets up over there. You are a monster. You are irredeemable. I'm going to throw you away. And you have to realize I'm not making excuses for anybody that does anything terrible. But hurt people hurt people. And people, you think that they're grown up and they got it together. But we all endure a lot of trauma. That's one of the main things we're talking about, just individually, separate from the mass trauma that's going on. And it's so powerful to validate somebody, to be friendly to somebody. And then when that happens, it it's not like you're on a Facebook thread and you're arguing back and forth. Uh, the egos are shrunk. And then next time you try to tell that person, somebody, they're like, Oh, this is that cool dude that, you know, gave me two bucks because I was homeless. Or I seen this guy in the supermarket and he held the door or whatever. So dead on with that. Yeah. Outward, just outward. And this, I mean, I think someone had mentioned that everybody was, a lot of people were living their best lives because of all this. And yeah, I, I can, I can speak to that. I can, I can resonate with that because it really helped. Honestly, it gave me a moment and it gave my family a moment to, wake up a little bit and kind of see things from a broader perspective. And, you know, I just celebrated my third father's day, happy father's day to all the fathers out there. And man, that's exactly why I'm trying to look at all the positive outcomes here. And I want to find solutions. I want us to come together. All this talk about building communities that that festival is absolutely amazing. And that's what we want to do over here on the East coast too. I'm up in Massachusetts as well. And, uh, that's what we need to do. This is the next step. I mean, we can keep talking. We can keep talking and spreading it, but it needs to be, uh, our actions need to speak louder than our words. And, you know, unfortunately, we have to treat some of our loved ones like we treat our children. We have to model the behavior, you know, that's, that's going to maybe uh, hopefully get something done. Oh, I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm, and activists, I think the best way to get all of our, our information out, the overall message across is by in-person human communication. That's the one thing that the lockdowns tried so hard to take away from everybody and to get us to to even now, like even though it's all nice out and there's still people that are hesitant in California to even leave to go do anything. And it's like, yo, it's, it's gorgeous out there. You should have been doing it anyway. But they, they, I think people naturally want to be in human contact with each other. And that was one of the most traumatic and nefarious parts of the whole lockdown. It's why teen suicides went skyrocketing. Uh, and if, you know, I mean, we made sure that our kids had contact with other kids, whether or not they were their age. Nobody had a mask on. They were hanging out. They were touching each other. They were, you know, hugging, hitting, doing shit the kids should. Mm -hmm. And uh, much better off than a lot of their friends who were stuck inside for the better part of a year and a half with nothing but their own fear and trauma to sit in. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fear porn directed to them from whatever form of media they're on, because it was almost complete saturation. It was just mind boggling. Well, get my kid outside as much as possible. He's gardening with us. He is outside 
all the time. And that's kind of why I'm, I'm trying to raise them like I was raised. You know, I kind of, I'm 36. So I live right in the middle between that world that was barely any internet and, you know, when it took over. So I think mm. some of my age group has been able to, I, I guess I'm being hopeful by saying this, you know, use it more responsibly than maybe but maybe that's full of shit. I don't know. But at least from my perspective, I've been able to kind of see it, but also navigate through it properly. But I need to get him outside because I know that the push is going to be in the opposite direction real hard. Yeah, well, we talked about and what Will said is true. Hurt people hurt people. And and you see that with pedophiles, with people who are involved in this stuff. I mean, a lot of times they were also victims. Uh, but what you're also seeing now is uh, hurt parents are hurting children because they're full of anxiety. They completely drank the Kool-Aid. They're, you know, uh, so afraid and, and living their lives in fear and their kids are sensing that. And that's going to have long-term effects on their, on their children. And, you know, it's not the children's fault, you know, it's, um, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things where like, I'm all for moving on and enjoying life and doing all those things. But it's like, we can't stop being upset for what they did, you know, and for what they're mm. doing. And I, I think that being upset is, uh, you can do both. You can, you can appreciate life and enjoy life to its fullest, but in a way, understand that the fight's not over and we still need to, you know, talk about these things. We need to stay on top of them or the same thing will happen. And, and like, you know, Ed said, uh, a lot of us in in the medical freedom world, we've been talking about this for a long time. And because we already know how evil Big Pharma is, it wasn't that hard to kind of see what was going on now. But to a lot of people, this was a new topic. I mean, they were already brainwashed. You know, like I said, it's easier to trick somebody and convince them they've been tricked. It's it, it's they've already been brainwashed that vaccines are safe and effective. They've been just regurgitating that forever. So the idea of a vaccine being unsafe is a brand new idea to them, where to us, it's much easier to digest because it's not a new idea to us. That was it. No, I have nothing else. To say. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But uh, uh, yeah, we, uh, does anybody want to add anything else before we start winding down? And then also I'll let you guys plug your websites or any work that you guys are up to. I think this is like phase two of like a, a seven phase fan, uh, seven pl uh, phase plan at this point. So I think we got a long ways to go. <laughs> Next six months are going to be really interesting. Well, I think somebody brought... Oh, it was you, Mike, who brought up the the whole UFO thing. I yeah, think that's going to be the next thing. That's like thing. phase seven. That's like seven. We got to worry Project about this. Blue Beam. We got we we a ransomware uh, pandemic that's going to go on. We have shortages to worry about. and then Climate we, change. So we got Climate a lot of things change. to get to before we get to UFO. UFOs is a slow burn. Us. That's like 2023, buddy. And then we... Yeah, probably, <laughs> at the end of 2030, theoretically, we at least have eight and a half years. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like I'm a real naysaying cunt because you guys are like, hey man, let's all go to the fucking mountains and smoke a bowl <laughs> and just fucking let's have yes, a good time. I'm yes. with yeah, and I'm like, no man, no man, come up here, fucking freedom, come on. That's why we gotta <laughs> go. That's why we gotta go. I'm with Gordon on this. Why not both? I, I'm just, I'm just. Why, saying, yeah, why, why not both? Why not both? We need to go both? up to the mountains. I'm and doing bring a both. Guitar bring a and gun sing as songs well. About how everyone else is an asshole. I I get it. <laughs> It's selective love buzz, but what what I'm seeing uh, and when I uh, what I like I'm in Ireland, so I don't see a lot. Like uh, Pat came out with some stuff saying like let's go to a local government and let's petition. American government works a little bit better at that level. Here, everyone's bought and paid for. 
fact, you know, um, Ireland is very small. There's a set class that runs stuff here. And I can see these creeping, um, these creeping, what would you call them? Like, uh, legalities, these creeping, um, societal control mechanisms that are coming like incrementally little bit by bit by bit so they can't change the constitution just like in america they can't constitutionally say if you're not vaccinated you can't go places a vaccine passport would be wholly uh rejected by all especially if it was mandated by some kind of law or some kind of edict you know a bill passed that says you can't travel outside the country you can't go state to state unless you have you know a fucking chip that you have to scan but what they can do is let the responsibility of that sit with the market where they go okay every single store if you don't implement a vaccine only entry policy we're going to like punish you fiscally somehow with like a higher tax bracket or incentivize them to get lower mm. tax by by implementing these fucking scans that if anyone this is why vaccinated they yeah. have mask release right? this is why black markets are important or gray right markets now. at least are yeah. important yeah. Uh, that that's how we live here. We live on the gray market. Yeah, but you know, you know what? Like, uh, uh, I know that No Agenda has talked about this, and it, and uh, looking into it, it seems to be true. Just about every pr- proposal for a vaccine passport in the fine print, they also say four negative tests. So you know what, people? There's so many people who have been tricked into saying, "Well, I want to travel, so let me go get the vaccine," and they're mm-hmm. early doing it. I'm like, this thing's not even FDA approved, and you guys are getting. Uh, a, a non-FDA approved vaccine for because you think you might need it later in life, like mm. well, test. Well, you know, the, and- thing, the thing I wanted to tell you, uh, like Americans and Canadians, was in Ireland, what they did was they promised us all that we could go back drinking, go get the vaccine, uh, and I'll be out drinking. And they're like, like, they were drinking already, taking it right. And all of the pubs last summer, uh, they put like loads of perspex in all the places and all to keep all the fucking coughs and sneezes under control. Tens of thousands went into this uh, refurbishments. And then they just went, actually, no, we changed our minds. Lockdown, everybody. Forget about that plastic shit. And people had spent all their rainy day money, all their saving up, right? And now they've done it again now where they said, okay, you can drink in the streets. They pedestrianized loads of streets, say in Dublin, which is the capital of Ireland. Uh, uh, they, they pedestrianized all, all these really big streets that have uh, uh, pubs and stuff on them. And the pubs built all these like wooden fucking partitions with like rain protection and all this kind of loads of seats and all that stuff. And now... Uh, like a, a, a legal mandate has been put out where the Gardaí, which is the Irish police, the Irish police have said, yeah, 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 um, that's cool and all, but you can't actually consume alcoholic beverages. Any of that. And if we find anyone doing that, we're going to fine you and arrest you. They've also implemented new rules where the police can stop. It's stop and search. And if they want to get into your phone, you have to give them your phone and you have to give them the the, the password for the phone or else you get five years in jail and a 30,000 euro fine if you don't relinquish your password passwords to your either your computer or your mobile phone that's that's that happened in ireland now and that's a that's a thing that's happening like that's some fucking crazy stasi stalinist fucking you know uh, um control state they could never on. have dreamed of such a thing what the fuck? they couldn't have dreamed of such fucking technology mm. 
can you imagine that happening in England where the police would be able to take your phones or your laptops? They can, they can now detain you for up to seven days if they suspect you of um, doing a crime that falls under a certain set of remits like human trafficking. So if they come along and someone identifies you as a human trafficker, they can nab you up. If you don't give them the passwords to your phone, you face five years and 30,000 and they can keep you for seven days and give you the fucking, the, 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 the what do you call it? The Cuban washcloth or whatever uh, and f- trying to get answers out of you. There's a bill in the German government right now to install a Trojan on every device for every person in Germany so that your phone, your entire operating system, every operating system you have is immediately accessible by any law enforcement agency. They yeah, say Apple. that they have pirated the, or the, sorry, they piloted it as a covert operation going back as far as 2011. Yeah. So this is common now, like at least as a covert program. It just seems very weird that like Ireland has all of those kind of firsts, you know, like when have you ever heard of, imagine the police doing that in America, taking somebody's phone. And if you don't, like if you're, if you're selling drugs and you're, and you're, you know, uh, revoluting people or Venmo cash apping people money for drugs and stuff like that, uh, they can take your phone and they can see your transactions and who you transacted with and they can take all that information and download it. And if you don't give them the password to get in, you go to jail for five years anyway. Well, if you're doing quality. it on signal and thinking you're doing it encrypted, it doesn't matter. You have to give up your phone number in order to get signal anyway. Yeah. So all of your contacts are mapped. Yeah. All no, of it's, your call- it, it's just I, I I I tend to lean towards a little bit more uh, like kind of alarmist maybe it's because I'm the only <laughs> I moved house out to the to the remote country in Ireland so I'm the only cunt around here that's thinking this way you know and I'm like look I'd love to go up a mountain and smoke a giant with a guitar and talk about how everything's going to be all right but there's nowhere to go <laughs> Do you know? uh, in, in the United States weird. they can't change the constitution for a lot of this stuff but what they can do is they can change the culture so they can get you to start accepting things that you would never accept before uh, as a way to get around that so they no longer have to break the law they just make it socially acceptable for you to do x y or z and the next thing you know they've got you right where they want you so the so you know, it's like, uh, what was it? Kissinger that said the illegal we do right away, the unconstitutional, it takes a little longer. I would but, even take it a step further. I mean, civil asset forfeiture allows them to come over and take anything from you at any time and just yeah. claim that. So, I mean, it's both. You're absolutely right because the culture is, is actually a stronger reinforcement upon you than the law itself. But then the law yeah. itself can just come up and say the same thing, too. So not wearing a mask. Is, an, is indicative of your political ideology. Right. So they have to kind of change that by saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, Wuhan, John Stewart, uh, vaccines, uh, you know, Stephen Colbert. It's fine. We, we, okay, we cured all that now. And people can start going, okay, like Rachel Maddow going, it, it was weird. I, I, it took me a while to figure out, are you not wearing a mask because you're an asshole or because you got a vaccine? <laughs> Isn't that a funny thing? But like, that's what's happening now over the next few yeah. months is that they have to de-weaponize the, the thoughts behind people not wearing masks or not socially distancing and stuff. It's, um, maybe, it's a maybe, mind fuck. But yeah, maybe I need to have a drink or something. I'm drinking 10 years. I need to fucking go have a drink and relax. 
just seems you guys like, see the thing with James Corden made me feel drunk. I haven't had a drink in five years. I've never felt <laughs> more drunk than seeing that James Corden commercial. I was backed up for a couple of days and I had instant diarrhea when I seen him fucking dance around the streets, man. It was just like like a fucking liquid pencil. It was I don't know. Have you guys Wrong. noticed? Have you noticed that the these advertisements and all these marketing campaigns are getting more and more childish? It almost shows this arrogance or this confidence. I, I have you guys seen that? It's just devolving into just children on screen dancing in the streets. It's ridiculous. I don't I don't understand how it's not being understood on a mass or maybe. Maybe it's supposed to be understood on a mass level. I'm going to take it that far and go into a weird area and just say that. What if the revoking trying to be like, obvious? They're revoking like deeply rooted psychological traumas from TV and movies that have been drip feeding us over the last like 20 or 30 years. Do you know? Yeah. Like, when's Michael J. Fox going to die? Like, it's going to be soon. Do you know? What's going to happen next month? What's going to happen on Earth that Jeff Bezos is going to be in space? Like what's gonna happen? Like those days, they're the days you don't even don't make plans. Them days when he's in space, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Some shit's gonna go on. He's like, I'm not here for this. I'm gone. Um, there's a lot of psychological trauma being put out, and I can I can I can feel it happening. Do you know? I tried to stay away from it since inauguration day. We just had a baby, and I'm trying to be all positive and like, yeah, the world is not fucked. It's totally fine, but it's hard, man. Do you know? Just wait till we start feeling, by the way. Just wait till we start feeling the impact of Bezos' ex wife donating all that money to her special causes. Congratulations, Gordon. Your first Father's Day. Yeah, man. I know you don't see gender, but it's your first Father's Day, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's my, uh, what, what do they call Sper- sperm producers' day? <laughs> seeding, seeding person. Yeah, the seed, seed giver. Um, what? Don't you, don't you guys get the feeling that they had like a big meeting where, all the big wigs pulled all these governors in and they said, listen, I don't give a shit what you have to do. Get everyone vaccinated as fast as possible. I don't care if you have to have lotteries or give away weed or Talladega speed track, you know, laps. And, and these guys went back and said, let's do all that. Let's offer ice cream and beer and free donuts and all in, in lottery. I mean, it's it's all oh, it really does look like that cartoonish. It, like comical, almost like they got a foot the put up their ass Parker. and and they, they've they run out of ideas. We know they're not very creative, but they've run out of ideas. If we have for a the kids. refrain on the show, it's we live in a fucking cartoon and this is why. This whole last year and a half has been the most cartoonish march into what can no doubt be a technocratic panopticon, but that in and of itself is fucking cartoonish. Yeah. Why would they allow it to get so cartoonish? Because they get consolidation of all the wealth, power, resources. It's a troll And they thing. can hook us up to the cloud and harvest energy off of our lifeless <laughs> fucking bodies. They're making Cartoon, fun of us. Cartoons are really easy to watch. There's a power in the... And the making fun of us and trolling mm. I, th- I yeah, think there's a lot of different chess pieces on the board. And based upon reaction of one move or another, they know what the next move will be. And so based upon how a cartoonist they can drive something and how people still are with it, they know what the next move might be. Listen, Mike, we're having fun. You get out of here with your well-thought-out ideas. Oh, okay? sorry. I was planning <laughs> on going to bed anyways. Who asked you? Who asked you, Mike? <laughs> so... 
So uh, I just want to mention one solution for everybody staying healthy. I know everybody's talked about hydrochloroquine and ivermectin and other things, but, um, and you guys might want to consider this because it, this is the first thing I've ever used. The second thing, actually, the first, second thing that I've ever used that actually did what it said it did. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard of black oxygen. No. I've okay, so, about it. Yeah. So if you look up, if you look up um, Senate document 264, I don't know if any of you are familiar with that from 1936. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, a doctor, um, several doctors testified in front of a Senate hearing that the farmland in America basically was almost void of all nutrients, right? So we've known this for quite a long time, and we know that the food, unless grown in specific areas where there's still nutrients in the soil, is void of any nutrients. So that's why, and they said in 1936, that's why there's been a huge explosion of illness, right? Because we didn't have the proper nutrients. And because we are, because we are organic organisms, we're not going to, we're not going to absorb inorganic sources of minerals and vitamins as, as well as a great book by Dr. I believe Martin, it was, um, dead doctors don't lie. He's a guy that's done autopsies on more zoo animals and human beings that have died of natural causes than anybody else on the planet. And he said, there's a reason that men that live in the Himalayan foothills can father children into their late 80s because the soil is so mineral rich that the plants turn that into an organic form of nutrients, and then your body is going to absorb it. So anyway, fast forward, a gentleman named Mark St. Owens from Canada uh, tested, um, I believe, around 100, 100 bogs in, in Ontario. And he found the one that was the most nutrient rich, and the most nutrients are a five-foot sediment layer 40 feet down under the mud that is basically 1,500 different types of plants that have decomposed for 60,000 years. So he figured out a way to suck that up out of there, and then he uses a CO2 pressurized process with freeze-drying and concentrates it into a powder. And it's nano, it's nanotechnology created by God because it can go into the cells, deliver 45% more oxygen at a cellular level, deliver nutrients, activate the mitochondria, which are the furnace of the cell, creating tons of energy, and then it chelates heavy metals and toxins out of your cells. And so I, look, this is no bullshit. I can't say it treats, cures, or prevents anything because it's all natural. It's all organic, plant-based. My brother had terminal blastoid mantle cell lymphoma uh, July of last year. Two and a half months later, the, the oncologist at the University of Iowa did a blood test on him and said, what have you been doing? You don't have a cancer anymore. Um, and he's been in remission ever since. And he's put on 40 pounds. He's, he's got, he's put on a bunch of muscle. Um, my breathing healed from black mold damage to my respiratory system. A good friend of mine who was laying in hospice 30 miles north of here with hepatitis C got up and walked out of hospice. Um, uh, my buddy with rheumatoid arthritis had five joint replacements. Um, he has no more rheumatoid arthritis in his blood. Athletes are crushing their PRs. My buddies that are ultra runners in their mid-50s who've been running for decades have dropped a minute to two minutes off their per mile time and their heart rate's 30 beats less per minute. It's because we don't have the nutrients in our bodies is why everybody's getting sick and why everybody's living a subhuman existence. And I'm telling you right now, this is the only thing I've ever come across that moved the needle all the way to full. And it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. I've seen, I've seen thousands of people, testimonials that are customers of mine and other people. And this is just being introduced. 
People are just now learning about it. You sold me. I guarantee, guarantee you, Pat, in the next few months, Kevin Hart's new comedy special is going to be called Black Oxygen. And it's going to, anytime you try to search for Black Oxygen, it's going to be buried under a load of Kevin Hart. <laughs> there, I think there's actually another name for this, Pat. And, and I'm trying to remember because I attended a, a farming seminar about 10 years ago and they okay. were talking about something very similar to diatomaceous earth or whatever it is diatomaceous earth no oh there was also, it was some sort of acid that and they said yeah, humic humic, humic, humic full, acid yes full economic and humic acid and, and nutrients um and again like people will say well there's copper in this or there's or there's this type of metal that i'm allergic to what people don't understand is that your mitochondria use organic forms of these minerals for fuel that create the energy within your body. Isn't that like called bioavailable minerals or something like that? Yes, yes, yes. And this this one bog is 50 miles long and 25 miles wide. There's enough of this stuff to fuel the uh, the entire planet for as long as we can foresee. All the anti-vaxxers in the world? It, well, here's the thing that we're there. I told them to do research on. Now we know it's it's a DNA altering injection, but it removes heavy metals and toxins out of the cells. So will it remove some of this stuff out? I I think it can. Um, but this is the first. This past winter was the first winter I didn't get a pneumonia in well over a decade. Is it BlackOxygenOrganics.com? Is that the one? Yeah. So if any of you guys want me to send you a bag of it, send me your address. Uh, I can give you my cell phone. Uh, I'll, I'll write it in the uh, chat if you'd like. And you guys uh, send me your address and I'll have the company send you guys a bag and then uh, take it twice a day religiously until don't take it until you run out. If it kicks in and you start feeling it, let me know. Uh, because that's I'm telling you right now, that's all I'm going to do from now on is help people, heal people. Um, change people's lives, change people's outlooks and, and live a good life and, and enjoy this because it's, 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 it's catching on like fire everywhere. So I'm on board. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. so on the I'm website, you can buy it in Ireland as well. So I'm, I'm on it now. Here we go. Yes, you can, you can. Uh, so I'll, I'll send my number, um, now and yeah, then yeah. you guys. And I, I can also send everybody your, your email address if that's okay. I'll, I'll get people once I gather all the, all the links and stuff. Yeah. Uh, your, yeah. So because way. you guys, because you guys are, you know, you guys are trying to help the world. This is a great way to help the world. Trust me. Yeah. But how do the, the, the real question is, remember that, that story about that bullshit martial art move and then just see if you'd fall <laughs> for it. Is this, is this Same another thing? Yeah. Story and see if these motherfuckers fall for it. <laughs> No, this is the real deal, man. And uh, just to let you know, you know, Boss Rutten, I said I had him sent some and another buddy of mine up in Canada, Paul Lazenby, who's a power lifter, former stuntman or stuntman and all this. But both those guys called me and they go, dude, we've been looking for this our entire lives. What is in this stuff? This is in- they said this is incredible. Paul, Paul uh, Lazenby, um, shit, he's breaking world records powerlifting again and he's 54. Wow. wow. And he, and he's, he's getting stronger and stronger still. Well, let's, uh, let's start with you, Pat. Let's, uh, cause we're, we're winding down. Let's, uh, plug, plug what any stuff you're up to plug, uh, put, give the URL for that website again for the black yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, sure. It's, you can go to theconspiracyfarm.com for our podcast. Jeff and I just rev that back up. 
and then uh, go to um, blackoxygenorganics.com slash PJ Militich, and uh, they, they can find the product there. And um, Yeah, man, I'm just glad to finally jump on here. It's been, been quite a while since I've talked to you guys, so uh, I'm glad to, glad to see you guys again. Good to see you, Pat. Absolutely. Yeah, take care. Who wants to jump in next? I'll go uh, GrimericaOutlaw.ca or the Grimerica show that's on Grimerica.ca. And that's about it. Everything will be there. We're on Rockfin as well. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Ricky, I just want to say thank you because this is my first Union of the Unwanted. I'm so unwanted. I didn't even make the initial several shows, so kudos to me. But in all seriousness, like I really look up to a lot of you guys and follow your work, so it's a big honor. I'm a big fan of all you guys. Gordon, that was a great pun. And anybody can find me if you want at Fake Mike Real News, all platform, FakeMikeRealNews.com, Instagram, YouTube, and all that stuff. But Ricky and everybody else, thank you so much for letting me chime in and being a part of this. Thanks, Will. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Matthew Raymer, ContentSafe.co. All you content creators need to come and talk to me about us protecting your content. We redistribute to multiple platforms as well as we help people onboard to IPFS, which is going to be the future of free speech. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve Poikin and I host Slow Newsday and Anonymous Bites Back with a number of other people. Um, let's see. Uh, I do have something that I need to talk about real quick. Uh, Christopher Doyen, Commander X, was kidnapped by federal agents. He was a hacktivist who was given political asylum by the AMLO administration that was uh, non-judicially removed. Um, we're working on a defense campaign. We put out a GoFundMe. It was immediately taken down. Um, and freecommanderx.org um, has all of the updates. Uh, this originates from a, an, a DDoS attack in Santa Cruz in 2010. I live in Santa Cruz County, so I'll be organizing some in-person actions here along with uh, the guy who uh, co-founded Food Not Bombs, Keith McHenry. Um, Food Not Bombs, of course, was declared a terrorist organization in 1988 because they feed homeless people. Um, so it's uh, it's, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting couple of weeks for me. I'm about to go on tour and do a documentary you can find everything that we do at uh, slownewsdayshow.com and uh, rockfin.com slash slownewsday. I'm uh, Andrew from the Deep Share podcast, and that's where you can find me on uh, all the controlled opposition social media platforms out there, just the Deep Share, the Deep Share podcast, and uh, YouTube, Odyssey, uh, and another place called Indra's Web, if you guys are familiar with that. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, Rockwest, CorbettReport.com. Uh, I hope you guys will check out the latest uh, documentary that we just put out, The Brief History of Hopium, CorbettReport.com slash Hopium. Pretty interesting documentary, and uh, James, James, as always, really hit, this, really hit this one out of the park, and I think it's a good one if you still have your normie friends still battling left-right bullshit politics. This is a really, even, you know, the documentary goes into the whole QAnon stuff and the PSYOP there. It's a really interesting documentary, so I recommend people check that out there. And yeah, I'm doing uh, I'm doing clips once a week as well for Ryan and the gang over at thelastamericanvagabond.com. Gordon right, from well, Those Conspiracy Guys. Sorry, thoseconspiracyguys.com has all the stuff there. Uh, we just moved house and I had to dismantle a studio that I didn't get to use enough. 
uh, during lockdown, obviously because I was a rule following dickhead uh, and didn't want to annoy anyone. So uh, we're, we're back up and running. We're going to be recording new shows all through the summer. I, I want to do Swapcast with all you guys. So hit me up uh, and we can talk about this, this shit one-on-one. Uh, com is the website. And I guess I, I can say here uh, for the first time, I have a UK tour coming up. I haven't even announced it on my own show yet. UK tour. I'm off to England to let me fly and I'm not getting a fucking vaccine to go there. So, you know, let's see how that works out. <laughs> but six, six cities, London, Glasgow, Newcastle, Birmingham, Manchester, Liverpool. Uh, and it's going to be Whopper, man. Um, yeah, the rest of season eight is coming. And uh, if you want to find out more, doseconspiracyguys.com. Oh, all righty. Well, Scott and Ed, uh, Megan was here. She had to take off, but we're Truzilla, um, Truzilla.org, uh, with Rockfin, um, yeah, all the podcast platforms. But hey, I just want to say congratulations to America, 500 episodes. Awesome. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, Congrats. yeah, that's cool. super badass. That's right. And Thanks. And then also a big shout out to Matthew over at Content Save, man. We've got going with them and they've been making our lives so much easier. Now that the hammer's really coming down. So big shout out there. So always an honor to be on with you, legends. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Obviously, and then the host, right? I think that's all that's left is uh myself, Ricky Brands from the Ripple Effect Podcast. You can find it everywhere and anywhere. And uh Charlie, you wanna Macroaggressions is available in audio format everywhere and in video format on David Ike's platform iconic on Rockfin, Odyssey, and for for as long as it'll last on YouTube, but it'll it's going away there. We all know that. You just popped up on uh, Vaccine Choice Canada's Telegram feed, so I was good to see you there. Oh, did I? Wow. And then, okay. and yeah, my name's Mike, uh, our big dumb mouth, obdmpod.com. Uh, we're still on YouTube somehow, but uh, yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. So it's fun, I guess. You goddamn fucking piece of shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you were going to throw one of those in before. I am I'm <laughs> reworking everything I do. <laughs> well thanks uh so much guys this this was a really fun episode because it was kind of like the old school union of don wanted where we just had a bunch of people that were you know interesting people who are probably familiar with each other's work who've never connected before and we can connect people and uh like one of my favorite quotes if you want to go fast you go alone if you want to go far you go together and i truly believe in that and uh i think uh you know this this show has become bigger than than any of us it's it really has helped with the community and and get this information out there so i'll send everybody links to the video and audio stuff once it's ready and then of course feel free to uh post it and share it wherever you want uh spread it like wildfire and uh and that's it hopefully uh, i'll see you guys on a, a future episode Thanks again, guys. I really appreciate you guys taking time to chat and hang out. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for hosting Mike and Ricky. Dude, I got Thanks, guys. facts, man. I got facts. I'm not going to show anymore. All right. See, I told you I can't be on air now. <laughs> I want to walk away from this place so bad. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Charlie. Good night, Mike. Bye, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.